Hey, P.U.D., is that D.Lo over there with the tambourine at the yoga class? Uh, I think it is. Uh, I thought he was down at the uh, Mexican border working on the wall. Looks like class is over. Let's go find out what he's up to. All right. D-Lo! P.O.D. Namaste! May the light within me shine upon you and the teacher in all things. Um, oh. Teacher in all things what? <laughs> I think you got a little confused there with your chanting. Why, why aren't you working on the wall? Last we heard you were leaving the show to work for uh, DT and build that border wall. Oh, that project, it didn't go over so well. The president, you know, his shockers are all out of whack. His mantra is all wrong. And after I dug a few miles of post holes, he canceled the project. Can you believe that? What? Apparently, I wasn't working fast enough, and I was taking too long. So now you're doing yoga? Yeah, but my core power j- class just ended. And, you know, you guys just witnessed that. Wasn't that some super powerful chanting? Uh... When chanting call and response and I reply with the OM, I just feel the Ujjayi breath rising from the heat of my belly all the way up to my third eye center. Sweet Lord. So if you're not working on the border wall and yoga class just ended, well, Beauty and I were going to record a uh, show across the hall. Would you care to join us? Oh, absolutely. May all beings everywhere be happy and free. And may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to that happiness and to that freedom for all. Oh, my God. Disco, please. For the love of Lord Shiva, can we just start the show? You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike D'Lo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you got some of them little brandy on a little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Hey, hey, hey! Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. This is The Trail Show, and we are live. We're live in the original studio. Mike DiLorenzo's basement, ladies and Wait, wait, now, nowadays it is a child, child care complex. Yeah. Child care complex. But it's still in Boulder's it's historic beer district. Yeah, but it's a child care complex. Mike DiLorenzo's historic child care complex <laughs> in the historic beer, <laughs> beer district, district of Boulder, Colorado. <gasps> Oh, oh, my God. Man. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 150 countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcast Addict, and at thetrailshow.com. Damn. Wow. We don't have any guests in studio this month. However, we will have a few live via satellite link from Parts Unknown. 
Oh, wow. very exciting. POD, what's on the Trail Show Buffet this well, evening? Well, there's a lot of things on the buffet, but uh, some of these things are not actually going to be served up. Uh, <gasps> so what? So we got news. I'm not going to do Missing Countries again. Maybe for Christmas, I've decided. A little Christmas present. We're going to cancel the bit. Yep. No, no. I'm just unreliable. Uh, we've got Trail of the Month with a, a guest. We have Special. a conservation update interview with uh, someone we have previously interviewed. Very special. Guest. We got our trips. We got a trail tip. Uh, we've got an audio clip. That's exciting. We haven't had that in a, in a while, and I don't think it's out of order. Say what? Uh, we've got our top, our iTunes top five. We got some media uh, mailbag. We got lots of mail and um, news items today. It's exciting. Ask a hiker and. Oh, a gear review, and I forgot to bring the tent stake, but I can describe it. No, we're yes. gonna get Delo to pull a tent stake from the no, tent stake. No, I have vault. a I have a no. tent stake. No, yes, no more crap tent stake. Uh, I actually, I, f- I do have a tent stake. We could review. I don't know if we reviewed it before. Before we do that, but segment, I have a tent stake. You don't have a tent stake. I do. Delo, we go with yours. Oh my God, you should see these tent stakes that <laughs> I have. Once what? you see these, are things, they the claw? Because we did review that. I know. I think it is. Yeah. So that's the yellow ground claw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we already come did on, that. Man. Come, come on. on. I have so Dude, many that was of those. so nineteen, two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Well, we got our shout got. outs. We got beer. We got lots of stuff. We got donors, donators. We do, but do. we but do we have donuts? No donuts. Oh. We got mailbaggers. We got some cookies. By the thickness of these papers, I think the mailbag was pretty large as yeah. well. It was. I also use size 14 font in case Dilo gets drunk. <laughs> That's helpful because I printed all these show sheets out and I like use size, like size eight. 8 font and <laughs> yeah. it's really tough to Come read. On, it is. What, what are you thinking? I don't know. I just did what I had to Rookie. do. All right. Let's get right into my DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Dilo, take it away. Um, yeah, we got What's some the beer, beer of the month, here. Man? It looks like they are all from Arizona from what I can tell. That's correct. Uh, I have a beer here in front of me from the Lumberyard Brewing Company in Flagstaff, Arizona. It is the Flagstaff IPA. Mm. It is a 6.1% alcohol by volume, 17 fluid ounce can. I have not missed this part. Delo reading the cans. Lumberyardbrewingcompany.com. <laughs> Uh, 5 South San Francisco Street. Okay, what else? Do they have anything else of interest on here? Not really. Maybe you should read the barcode. That could be interesting. <laughs> hey, hey, this what is do you made for the adventure. I think it's good. It's kind of a classic. Uh, you know, it's, it's got some bite. It's got some bite. You can taste the hops. Yeah, it's got some bitterness to it. And it's also, it's also, it's got some bitterness to it, but it's also a bit on the bland side, so it's not overpowering with its flavors. Sure. Yeah. I've got the Santan Moon Juice Galactic IPA. Is that also from the Lumberyard? No, it's from Santan, Santan Brewing Company, and which what is, is what is Santan all about? They're out of Chandler. It's like southeastern oh. Phoenix mm-hmm. suburb area. Here's what it says: an all out of this world IPA crafted with tons of Galaxy and Nelson Sauvin hops that transcends all earthly pleasures emitting an aroma of peach, apricot, and tropical fruit. Oh, very nice. I wish there was something like that that I could have read on this uh, Flagstaff Brewing Company. Maybe the next Lumberyard, can will have, maybe yeah. the next can will have well, something. We'll we got 7.3% ABV. Nice. Yikes, man. I'm That's... not sure about the IBUs. I will D-Lo. say that the Lumberyard sure. Flagstaff IPA has some trail maps on it. It does. It has That's the, cool. Uh, it has the Humphreys Trail up to ah, Humphreys Peak. of course. 12,633 feet, which I presume is a mountain uh, 
near Flagstaff, Arizona. It is, and it's the highest peak in Arizona. You don't dun, say. Da, da, dun, 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 dun. It looks like it looks like a nice route would be the Inner Basin Trail yes. to the Humphreys Trail. Yes, uh, that looks that looks quite cool. And I am drinking some chai tea. Boobs. I should have brought the box down to read the. It's from Celestial well, Seasonings. It, the the, uh, the cooler is full of IPAs, which is not my, not my bag. And also, I'm flying out to Portland tomorrow for an Alda West event. And the last time we recorded on a show on a Thursday night, and I had to fly the next day to Portland. It got a little ugly, didn't it? Well, Out of Order was in studio, and he brought all those white crackers. And I drank a lot of white crackers. And then I got like four hours of sleep. And it was not nice. On it the was flight, not was nice. It? I'm too old for that. So yeah. I've decided that I'm just going to, I'm going to have a few tastes uh, in a little bit, but I've decided I'm going to treat myself to some chai tea. Well, the last thing I'll say about this beer is thank you, Trail Show Nation, for buying it. We use Trail oh, Show yeah. dollars to pick it up. That's I right. was in Flagstaff a couple weeks ago, so I, I went and scoped out the Arizona beer section of the local supermarket and I got a mixed 12 from Santan and uh, Flagstaff IPA six pack. By the way, if you're ever in Flag, they have like five or six breweries. Mm-hmm. Mm, Go check them out. Lumberyard's probably the biggest. Beauty yeah, and I went there, there in March. Big selection. But there's other good breweries in mm-hmm. Flagstaff, yeah. including Flagstaff Brewing Company. Why don't we Let's start? Uh, are we doing news we'll, first? We'll, we we'll come back with more updates from yes, the beer for sure. later. Yeah. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, P.O.D., that take it away. great mark. Let me just turn to page 20 here so I can get to the yeah, trail news Yeah, come on. What, what happened? What's all this paper? I thought we were in the digital world, people. Okay, trail news. Here it is. I found it. Aren't there okay. a few pre-items? There's a few pre-items. Let's talk about those. Oh, I'm just reading them now. What okay, page what are we on? Page 20? I didn't number them. Yep. I think 20 or 30. You know, uh, you know, when you print things out with a printer, you can actually check a box and it'll number them for you. Really? <laughs> Says the guy that can't access thing on Google Docs unless I send him oh, a link. Oh, here we go. Google Docs. Let's talk about <laughs> Google Docs. Usually our trail show sheets are not 20 pages long, so it's not a big deal. Man, well, these aren't even front and back. This I know. Is like, oh I, I, th- I think due to popular request, I am going to save one trail show sheet into a binder. I'm going to have a binder. A binder full of women? Trail show sheets. Okay. And uh, I'm going I'm to start saving them. Where, what are we at? Like show 74 or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, well, you can no, go, 65. Trail show number 65. You can go to Google Docs and print all the old ones, too. No, I can't, I can't find the old ones. You update the same document every time, don't you? Or the no. old Oh, they're all there? Okay. See? See? Well, yeah, we you can click a box, but I can't find those <laughs> sh- sheets. <laughs> all right, pre-item number one. I so tell you what, I'll do the pre-items okay. um, because I know you're humble and you don't want to mention I'm the fact really that humble. you were just interviewed by Rudy at Cascade Hiker Podcast, and that episode came out last month. It's podcast number 79, Cascade Hiker Podcast. I actually learned some things about you that I didn't know. Really? And I bet Trail Show Nation would well, enjoy that Do tell. Interview. Can you give us no, a nugget? No. One thing? Uh-uh. No. Will you tell me later? Sure. Okay. Yeah. But Trail Show Nation, you all should check it out. Pre-item, pre-trail news item number two. So last month, we had Kristen oh, Gates. Oh, yes. We had Kristen Gates on. Uh, we also interviewed the executive director of the Brooks Range Council. John uh, Gadiki. He had a petition going. And they were like a couple thousand votes shy of the 100,000 mark. So we, we said, hey, Trail Show Nation, That's right. how about we give this petition the Trail Show bump? And I'm happy to announce that that petition is now a couple thousand votes over 100,000. <laughs> All right. 
Awesome. Trail Show Nation to live. Man, I tell you, the Trail Show bump is real, people. It's real. It's real. So is this tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's do trail news. Okay. The poop and run jogger is still on the run. She was not arrested. I erroneously reported that on the last show. Sorry. So you're issuing a retraction. And is that in Colorado Springs? Is that correct? Yes. That's fantastic. Because P.O.D., yeah. you told all of us I that know, I they had been arrested. You know, this is why I shouldn't do trail news. I'm not good with the details. I kind of just gloss over things. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Has she pooped and ran since she was caught on film? No. Oh, no, no, she hasn't. But she hasn't been captured. Okay. So. But her poop has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? They captured the poop? Well, can't oh, they just course. analyze it and find out who she is? Only if it's in a database. Yeah, yeah. only if they already huh. have a poop sample. Or, or a DNA I sample. I know. I was just okay. kidding. Very good. A okay. Stu- I think it's called a stool sample. Yes. Okay, go. Uh, Here, I'll whack the tubes. A couple of hikers died in a murder-suicide. Um, is, this, is this a real story? Yeah. So uh, these two people, Rachel Wynn and Joseph... Or or Beso or Beso, um, they were out hiking in uh, the desert, I believe. And was it Joshua Tree? National? Joshua Tree, yes. Thank you for that tip. Tip in. Uh, so they were out hiking in Joshua Tree. That's correct. And they went missing, and they were missing for quite a while. And they actually called off the search, and then they found the couple, and it appears that he, the the guy, the boyfriend shot her, and then shot himself. And it looks like they were in a bad way, and they had like put some sort of their jackets or something over their legs because they were probably extremely sunburnt. They were out of water. They had been out there a long time, and, and there were some interviews with the parents. And, um, you know, kind of the suggestion that was in this article was that it's not like he took his girlfriend out there to murder her, but they went out there and they got lost, and they were suffering and on death's door and so he shot her and then killed himself so to kind of put them out of their misery that's kind of what the article suggested but there's an ongoing investigation Hmm. having just read this briefly myself these four paragraphs that's that was my take on it yeah yeah Yeah. and i ain't no sheriff's investigator no but i mean no sir and then they said the way that they found them too they were embraced when when they found them and this story is uh I wish I had more details. It says they were found north of the Maze Loop Trail in yeah, a I don't steep know. canyon. I mean, you're in a national park that's... Yeah, Joshua Tree's not that highly trafficked, You though. and I have hiked through it. And you also have to think about, you know, what's their experience, right? right? I mean, but he also young. He also had a gun on him. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean he went out there to kill her. You know, some no, people no, no, carry no, no. a gun. I'm not, I'm he not just wanted to protect that. himself from the grizzly bears in Joshua <laughs> Tree National Park. You are, know, are yeah. people and the allowed, rattlesnakes. Are people allowed to carry firearms within national park boundaries? I don't know. Actually, probably not. Yeah, probably not. But what's who's okay. to stop you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, who's to stop you? yeah, nobody. So just some interesting. It is a strange case, but everything I read about it does seem like nobody's suspecting any foul play. That it was just. They got lost, and then they got in a dire way, and, you know. says search and rescue team spent two, over 2,000 hours yeah, looking for this exactly. couple. That's a lot. And then they didn't actually find them until, like, uh, a couple months later. They were missing on July 28th. They were discovered on October 15th. That's a long time. Yeah. What? Say that one more time. How they were missing on July 28th. Yeah, and they didn't find them until October? October 15th. Oh, I bet you their bodies were not in good shape, huh? Well, it's rotten. pretty dry out there. Yeah, well... 
But yes, I'm sure they were decomposed a little bit. Wow. All right, moving on from that Good dark Lord. story. Um, National Park Service is uh, suggesting doubling their fees. Um, great genius idea from good old Ryan Zinke. Um, <laughs> now, who is Ryan Zinke? He is the interior, interior Secretary. Okay. Reports to DT. So uh, they're proposing raising the fees from 25 to $30 at some of the parks to $70. And he's saying that the parks need some new infrastructure. They need a makeover. And that raising the fee to $70 for 17 parks during five months of the year will raise the money required, which seems a little bit ludicrous. But, um, you know, people are saying that this move uh, makes the national parks not affordable to everybody. I mean, they're already not affordable to everybody. They're far away from places. There's not often public transit that goes to the parks. So you have to have a vehicle to get there. And then once you get there, I mean, $30 can be cost prohibitive for some families. And then raising it to $70 in the busiest time of the year when conceivably it's the best time and also the most people can go seems a little little backwards for what national parks are supposed to be. I think Secretary Zinke's doing a good job. Secretary Zink is doing a hell of a job for us. Why, I don't I, It's like, why does Donald Trump... Is just, that how does, he, how does he know we're talking? Is in that, he's supposed to be working on a web. Hey, man, if you were paying my salary, I'd be down there digging post holes. I really like digging post holes. But instead of digging post holes, now I'm just like going to four yoga classes a day. It's, it's terrible, Don. I would love to be down there digging post holes. That's my, that's my calling. Instead, I'm chanting. You're fired. Uh, so anyway, this this uh, proposal is open for commentary on the National Parks website until November 23rd. Can we, do you think, can we post a link for that? I think so. Yeah, so we'll, we can do we, that. We want to ask our uh, Trail Show Nation to write in favor of the price hike, right? <laughs> That's correct. Actually, to suggest a higher <laughs> price hike. To, to triple it or maybe yes. even quadruple, quadruple it. And to suggest that the trail show kind of funnel off some of that money. And maybe even corporate sponsorships of national parks. And while you're start. at it, while you're at it, say some bad things about Ryan Zinke's mom. Yes. Wow. That's, <laughs> you can send all hate mail to DLO at briantansman.net <laughs> Okay, so for item number four of Trail News, I have four items. Number four. <laughs> See how I did that? Item number four, and then I have four items. This is our last Trail News item, right? But it's four items. But they're That's quick. A, ooh, there's four items for this, item number quick. four. My That's God. a trick. Okay, yeah. a guy died after being bit by a rattlesnake right here on Mount Galbraith, right here in Golden, Colorado. And they're investigating because it's not normal for healthy adults to die after a rattlesnake bite. Right. So they're investigating that because uh, it seems like maybe there were some other things going on, you know, just with his health or who knows. A uh, hiker went missing on Mount Missouri and we were Shui out there. Kato, Kato uh, was... Now, why would you say his last name like that, Peter? It's from Pink Panther. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> he was missing for a couple of nights, three nights I believe he spent out there, and it was really cold those three nights. Oh, it was. It was when it we was when the, we did our hike. Yeah, it was the, the Columbus Day snowstorm mm. of two thousand. Yeah, it was crazy. So he got lost in uh, the, in the snow. He was out there after, in the snow. Uh, oh, I don't think there was that much snow. But after summoning, so so he took a long, wrong turn, yeah. uh, and then he went into snow mm-hmm. and then got lost. 
And he had his jacket, candy bars, and a boiling pot, which is good. Mm, and he pot, spent wow. three nights in the yeah. wilderness, sub-zero temperatures. And then when he was found, he was fine. He didn't even need medical attention. He eventually built a fire, I think. And he said he slept for 30 minutes at a time because he was worried that if he fell asleep for longer, he would get hypothermic and die. He did a couple of TV interviews and he credited his survival skills uh, from to the TV show that um, he watched with uh, Bear Grylls. Grylls. What's, what's the name of that TV show? Uh, I don't know. Disco, you Me, used uh, to watch it, didn't you? I don't know what his show was called. Huh. Oh, you watched the other one. I've never heard Survivor of Bear Grylls. Oh, you never one. heard of Bear Grylls? No. Really? He's a survivor huh. guy. No, he teaches survival. Is he kind of like Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. Is, he, is he? Dog is way above. Was the he skill on? Level. Was he on Hoarders? No, no, no. He does okay. like you wilderness. Dude, you don't know who Bear Grylls is? No, um, D'Lo. Was he on the Fresh Prince of yes. Bel Air? Yes, that's, that's you yes. called it. Yeah, yeah, yep. He was the neighbor. Okay, so. And he's always can building hit, wilderness can, structures in the backyard of the mansion. Can you hit the tambourine a little bit? Was was he a little was he a little child on Webster back in the eighties? That too. Yeah, he was the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Thank you, Bear Grylls. Okay. okay. Item number four C. Yes, the anaplasmosis bacteria is now carried by the same tick that spreads Lyme disease. What does that mean, POD? Tell yeah, us the what, medical uh, details. I don't, I don't know. I what forgot that means. what that one does. All right, let's get on to four. Let's four, go to four. It's really bad, though. Okay, it can kill you. I'll yeah. I think I'll, it does kill you. I'll delete the last news. I think item. I, I think no. I read that. I think I read that story, and I think I read that it's a uh, a very dangerous illness yes. with symptoms that are similar to Lyme disease, but. Much more uh, severe. I think what happens if you don't catch it, it can kill you really easily, is what I read about it. Anyway. I don't believe you. Okay, last item. 82-year-old man becomes the oldest dude to hike the AT. Dale Sanders. Is he any relation to former Detroit Lions football superstar Barry Sanders? Yes. Okay. He's the neighbor. Oh. Um, What do you know? So, Dale Sanders... Says a couple of years ago, when he was 80, he paddled the length of the Mississippi River. He, what, what just happened? He broke oh. the record for underwater breath holding in 1959. Wow, that's crazy. He was an IUSA spearfishing athlete of the year in 1965. Okay, but he decided he had never done any of the uh, uh, long trails, so he decided to do it. So he is uh, the oldest guy to hike the. AT and he did it in a flip flop f- fashion. So he, this guy's a bad mamba jamba just yeah. by did nature. You, have you checked out his website? No, I did. He is a bad, bad man. Hmm. Bad to the bone. Bad hombre. From the day I was born. Mm-hmm. So congrats to Dale Sanders. Yes, congrats, congrats. Okay. And, to, and to Barry Sanders to both. And to Bear Grylls. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> we made it. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. P.O.D. just ran out D.L.O.'s child care center, and now she's back. Because there was a child gate, and I couldn't get out. <laughs> the child gate stopped. <laughs> All right, what do we have time for? I know we've got a very important interview to do here, but we've got a couple minutes. So, How many minutes do we have? About seven. Do we have anything we can do in seven minutes? Do we have trail Audio show? Trail tip? Trips. Trail sh- no. In seven I'm minutes? Not, no. I'm going to need some time. Trail tip? Okay. Trail show missing countries. We're not doing that. Okay. I choose top five. Uh, trail tip? Actually, I could get 
Yeah. Right. I could get iTunes in. All, All right, right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Josh Brookja says, hell yeah, five stars. Easily the best hiking podcast out there. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Easy G69 says, great podcast, terrible music, five stars. What? Mm. Right. What? Easy G. But, the, but well, Easy send us G. some music, Easy no, no, no. G. Easy G doesn't know that now we have tambourines mm, and maracas, maracas on the trail show. Easy G says, if I ever wanted to listen to that god-awful Back on the Trail song, I'd slip my <gasps> wrists and oh hear my. it in hell. Please stop playing it. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> I bet he loved the intro to our last episode. We had the live version on. Okay, Caribou Lover says, really grew on me, five stars. This show is a lot of fun once you get to know it. I used to think it was really loud and obnoxious at first. I can't imagine why you think. I wouldn't think that either. But then I gave it another try, and I really started to like it. It's cool that I get to learn a lot about monster hikes, even though I haven't done them myself, as I still learn a lot about hiking and camping in general. One of my favorite things about listening to the show is that P.O.D. and Disco have a really cool relationship... Oh. And really respect each other. Wow, look at but, that. But, but. Uh-oh, here comes. Everybody wants to talk about my big butt. But don't take themselves too seriously oh, or okay. rave about their relationship or anything. I also really like. Are we in a relationship? Is this a relationship show? I don't know. <laughs> we do give relationship advice here and there. Yeah, we do. Mostly me. I didn't realize this is a relationship show. He goes on to say, I also really liked a lot of the early episodes with P. Max and have now started to follow him on social media. Yeah! And thanks to D'Lo for, well, being a goof. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. What do you think about that compliment, D'Lo? I think it's uh, backhanded, but I like it. Uh, I think he was betting that you weren't going to be on this episode. Could be. Probably. Now he doesn't. Look, at he's crying. I am very sad. Okay, Runesaroni says, not your typical listener, but maybe I am. Five stars. Love, love, love your show. I've been listening for about a year, and I'm hooked. I always look forward to your next episode. I'm 65 years old. I live in Folsom, California. I'm not a beer drinker, but you're going to make me one. I enjoy the reviews and have no idea of most of the te- uh, terminology. I had to ask Alexa what IPA means. <laughs> what? <laughs> the only real hike I did was 38 years ago. <laughs> it was a college group led by Steve and Barb Repture. <laughs> Don't know where they are today, sadly. We hiked in California up the Sam Mac Meadow and across the Palisades Glacier. Your reviews are filled with great advice. Wait a minute. What about Steve and Barb? I need. I want to know. Hey, Barb. Why is this guy listening to a hiking podcast? <laughs> he why hiked, not? Because he hiked 38, 38 years, years ago. ago. It's about the same as you, Dilo. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I went That's... hiking two weeks ago. Oh, I'll, I'll oh sorry. You know. I'll Ooh, you sorry, know. sorry. I'll have you know. Sorry. that I'll talk about it in trip reports, okay? Thank you. Moving on. He goes Thin on skin. to say, I, skin. I love the poop talk. <gasps> I'm one of eight siblings, and I've never had the issue of modesty. My, Me neither. My dad took us hiking in and around Sonora. We learned to poop in the outdoors early on. I love the trail tips. I'm always passing this show on to friends who I know like to hike. Love POD. Love the banter. Love Aww. you all. Aww, love so you, nice. too. What's this guy's name again? His name is Rune Zeroni. Rune Zeroni. Rune Zeroni. Yeah. I like it. All right, we've got sounds last Itali- one, ladies and gentlemen. Italian we got, to me. I hold in my hand. The final iTunes. Oh. Oh, I hope it's from who I think I hope it's from. It's from The Onion? Home Cook. No, I wanted it to be from, uh, what's her name there? Easy G69. 
I wanted it to be from Let's Go. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know who that Kelly is. Kelly Lane. Oh, Kelly Lane. Kelly Wiley Lane, isn't that? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about her. Kelly, God bless you, Kelly, for trying to do an iTunes review. I know it didn't work out. That's why you. I was really hoping we could read Kelly's oh, tonight. Because it would just be like bringing it full well, circle. Well, she, she was not. And I'm going to. Let me read this one. We'll talk about okay. Kelly. Kelly Lane. Okay. Home Cook says the absolute best hiking podcast five stars. The lovely trail show gang hosts a freewheeling and passionate buffet of discussions, oh. interviews, wow. meditations, hey. rants, meditations, anecdotes, jokes, and puns about anything trail related delivered with pizzazz, large vats of humor, and a delightful chemistry. <gasps> that wow. we should use that sentence is like yes. the show. Yeah. Like people yeah. like could what, we could we put that on a hat? We <laughs> 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 It'll be like a flag that unfurls with all of those words. When people ask me what is the trail show about, I'm just going to recite that first That's great. sentence. I'm going to I'm going to That's way better this. than anything we could come up with. Okay, he says this is made by a crew of through hikers and long distance hikers, but is an accessible breath of fresh air for anyone. A lovely window into an alternate reality of freedom, mountains, and deserts and camaraderie. I like that. While the listener can oh, that makes sense it sound good. the deep hiking knowledge and experience, it remains mostly well obfus- obfuscated under a thick varnish of humor, beer, and a successful avoidance of getting too serious or technical. Yes. This guy gets the show. That's why I need to do my 10-steak review tonight. Each episode typically features an inspiring and informative overview of a particular trailer route through first-hand knowledge by a member of the crew or one of their guests. This show is about hiking and the important things in life, such as the great outdoors and its preservation, humanity, self-realization, beer, and tent steak reviews. See? Thank you for being an awesome for trail show. Hey, thank you, Home Cook. That was a that might be one of the most incredible reviews we've I, ever I would received. agree. I would agree. Put Home Cook on the payroll. That was great. Okay, I like it. Go. Home Cook. That's now let's, awesome. Let's talk about Kelly Wiley Lane. Okay. okay. Let's go. So... Wiley. D'Lo, you saw the email. Kelly was trying to leave us an iTunes review. She was. And? She was unsuccessful. Couldn't do it. So because she was unsuccessful, I actually went on to iTunes myself to see what the process was for putting a review up, right? right? And what I figured out is that the easiest way to do this, and it took me less than 30 seconds, because I was logged into iTunes. If you're logged into iTunes, you can post reviews very quickly on any podcast you want. I told this to Kelly. Apparently, Kelly doesn't have the iTunes, and she doesn't have an account, so she was unable to post a review of the trail show. I don't know my account on iTunes. See, you couldn't post a review either. Is it an Apple thing? Is this an Apple thing? It is an Apple thing. So, Kelly, I'm sorry... you. We appreciate the sentiment. We know you're you wanted to leave a review. Yeah, Beauchard had this problem too. Well, he you know he's got other problems. So, <laughs> uh, but Kelly, we appreciate your effort. And, oh man! And yeah, if you want to leave an iTunes review, you need to be logged in. Get That's, your get, Kelly. Get yourself an Apple ID. Oh, oh is that what it is? I hate oh, the Apple ID. I hate it too. I find it to be the I, most frustrating thing, man. It's the I most agree. frustrating thing. I don't know why Apple made it so hard. They do something. I know really well. they do every other thing so well. They do other things so thing. well, but the iTunes and, and Disco the Apple, and I share an iTunes. iPad, and we're always having fights about the uh, stupid uh, 
well, passwords. The, the other Apple issue I've been hearing about recently, uh, for all you folks with iPhones, which includes none of us in this room, apparently they updated their Apple Podcast app. And it has made listening to podcasts somewhat difficult. Really? Oh, yeah. No. The update actually removed some of the features that those app users had come to love. Huh. And I don't know if there's been another update since. Come but on, I, people. I saw some banter on the, the social medias. People were very upset hmm. with their Apple podcast update. So, and D'Lo, this might be a good time to talk about another iTunes issue. Oh yeah, that we've been getting emails about oh, for like yes. two years now. Yes, Sh- should, should we jump ahead and let's talk do about it. that? Let's do it right now. All right, I'll play some music. I need some like tech music or something. Oh, you want tech music? Yeah. Hold on, I got your tech music. This is high tech. All right, listeners, we had a problem, but the problem's been resolved. Only the most recent fifty shows were shown in the iTunes or anywhere. That you get your podcast. That's right. Just the most recent 50 shows. But what if I wanted to listen to episode number three, you say? What if I wanted to listen to episode number three, you say? Then you'd have to go to the website. Get to the website. All the shows are there. Go to the website. All the shows are there. But we solved it. Uh, we solved it. Uh. All right. I don't even know what you're talking about at this point, so I'm going to kill all the right, music. Okay, what okay. happened? <laughs> yeah, bringing it back. We now have all. We now have up to 100 shows currently available on iTunes. Basically, what happens is we here at the Trail Show use WordPress. We use a plugin for WordPress to generate our podcasts. Pulling back this the plug, curtain. This plugin has a configuration option of publish the most recent 50 podcasts to your RSS feed, which is what iTunes consumes to show you the list of shows. That oh my God, can you just listen. tell us what the end No, I'm going is? into the Jesus. details for yeah. our listeners like Kelly good. Lane who want to know all the nitty gritty technical issues. And Brute, he wants to know about this too. Yeah, Brute does. I know Brute. Yeah, we go way back. Oh my tambourine, man. And so anyways, what happens is when WordPress... Uh, gets updated, which it does every so often, every few months, that option apparently gets set back to 50 by default. So Hmm. I went into the WordPress admin panel and I changed it up to 100. So you're pretty good for another 35 episodes of Trail Show. Sweet. Bliss. I have something too. What do you have? And there it is. Uh, Thank you, D'Lo. Thanks for making that fix. Yes. Thanks for making the listening experience for Trail Show Nation. Yeah, we'll show. We're going to put a screenshot up on all of our social medias, showing you just the sheer volume of shows that are currently available in iTunes. If you're like me and have trouble logging into iTunes or checking Google Docs. Um. So the other thing is that uh, PayPal did some updates. Yes. And they got rid of the monthly donor button for a while. For a while, but it's and back, I spent, right? I just want people to know. Who was it? Buddy? Who was but it? It was Buddy Sessoms. Thank you, Buddy, Sessoms. for Not staying on that. Sessions. Not Ses- Sessions. Sessoms. He Florida. emailed me several times and was trying to be not a thorn in my side, which he wasn't. I just, I called PayPal a couple times and it, they call you back, like uh-huh. in theory, in 30 minutes, and then they call me back three hours later and I wasn't there. But I did finally get to the bottom of it. They did an update. They got rid of the PayPal button, monthly button, but now it is back. Okay. It's back. So people can make reoccurring monthly donations. Mm -hmm. Recurring. Okay. Very good. 
Well, we need to call somebody. <gasps> call him up. It's time for Trail of the Month. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're calling... Our accountant. Brian Buck 30, B3PO Tansman. We might even play a prank on him. Let's do it. Because right. he won't like it. Yeah. Here we go. Wait till he answers. Hello? Buck 30! Are you there? I am here. Okay, it's Disco, Zelo, and P.O.D. from the trail show. They have tambourines and maracos. So. Hi, hi. I get the Zelo episode. This yeah. is fantastic. Na- That's namaste, right. Buck 30, namaste. Dude, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm sitting here debating whether this was a good idea or not. I'm afraid I might say something I regret. Yeah, that's. Can I, I think that's actually likely. I'm we gonna, thrive on that. We need that. I'm going to answer part of the that. Show. I'm going to answer that for you and all the listeners and say that no, this is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. I feel like I've got several years of you know pent up aggression. <laughs> I haven't had any any TTS outlet. I've just been nothing but bashed on for three straight years. And what? that's that's what? tough for a short guy, man. That aggression it boils up real fast. Wow, that's that is he's a guest. <laughs> POD, he's a guest he's a on guest, our show. He's a guest what are you and doing? he hates us. I know. I know. <laughs> that's what makes it so great. But we love him. It's so. like DT having tea with Hillary Clinton or something. <sighs> By the way, Buck Thirty, are you calling from like the inside of a toilet? Like what what <laughs> your audio is a little rough, man. What's going on over there? I'm sitting in my giant lazy boy in Pacific Beach, San Diego. I don't know. I can try to no, I think it sounds no, you good. Sound, you, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I, you're I mean, it's probably speaker. Is it speakerphone? It's, it's the it's the Skype and the blah blah blah. Whatever. It's fine. The internet's. We'll I go mean, if you could have afforded to fly me in. That would have been a nice gesture. Oh no, yeah. yeah. No, those koozies didn't actually bring in enough. No. quite enough money. We were in debt because of Delo's weed habits. So enough with the shenanigans. Okay, let's POD. get to it. Let's cut to the chase. We've got Buck Thirty on tonight's show to discuss. Trail of the Month, which is the Greater Patagonia Trail, which Buck 30 and our good friend Skittles went and hiked bits and pieces of over, what, the past winter? Is that correct? Yeah, about three months, January through March. A lot of people, this trail's not on their radar. I mean, it, it was barely on our radar. Just give us a brief overview of the trail. Like, how new is it? Where does it start? Where does it finish? How long is it? And how do you get there? Y todo en español, por favor, eh? Uh, mi, mi español es uh, muy mal. <laughs> muy mal. Wow, that was excelente. That's about all. It's literally all I know. Actually, um, <laughs> all I know is uh, uh, lo, lo siento, no hablo español. And then but, I say like pero, and then I say like I try something. Yeah, but, just, but your pronunciation is quite good. Pero mi uh, amigo habla bien. Donde está el baño? I literally, uh, yeah, I didn't take any Spanish ever. So, um, yeah, so it's, um, Quanta Cuesta. So it's super new. It was, uh, it was created by this guy, Jan, who disco alike is German. Oh, dear. Now, wait a minute. Uh oh. Here we go. No, I won't do that. Go ahead, please. So it was created by a German, and then he is apparently his, his partner's, uh, I guess, girlfriend is Chilean. So I think that's kind of the connection. Okay. So he spent a bunch of years, I think, hiking down in you know Chile and Argentina, and created this route. And so it, it was kind of weird when, when like when Skittles and I booked our plane ticket. Trail was like fifteen hundred kilometers, 
And by the time we flew there, the trail was 3,000 kilometers. Yeah! Whoa! Yeah. Wait a minute. That's that, amazing, dude. That's the trail the old, grew while that, you were on the plane. That's, that's the old bait-and-switch trick that some of these yeah, trail people sure. do. So that's why we, like, for the, probably, one of the, probably one of the first times ever for both of us, we weren't really through hiking. We we had, like, a three-month plane ticket and didn't feel like we had enough time to do the whole thing. But, yeah, so it's, like, it's a work in progress for Jan, although I think it's it's substantially... Yeah, I think he's going to extend it further north and south, but I think it's kind of the big chunk he wanted to do. So it starts in now. It starts in Santiago, uh, which is a city of like ten million people. So you've wow. probably never walked out of ten yeah. million people. Um, but uh, I think you take like you know public transit, like the metro, like to the furthest south you can get, and and then you just start walking out of there. And then so then it goes all the way down to like El Shelton or like Fitzroy is the famous area. Mm-hmm. Which is still like so everybody probably knows like Torres del Paine, and so like El Shelton is like still way north of Torres del Paine. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some plan of extending it further south, mm-hmm. and then I think there's even a plan of extending it further north. But you, you got to take that down to Ushuaia, don't you? All the way to the southernmost so city I, in the world. I, I think he, you know, I think he generally wants to, but I think others have tried. You know, others have walked, you know, the length have walked or are walking the length of South America. Yeah. And I think, you know, once you start getting south down there, it's like, it's like a desert tundra kind of, and there's not really any trails and it's just mostly road. It's a lot of road walking and maybe some like tundra type walking. So I'm not sure. Cause you can't bushwhack through those. What are those trees called? Are they Yanga trees? Is that, uh, is that what yeah, called? but even down there, I don't think there's anything. It's just like spongy moss tundra type. Hmm. I, I, I didn't do it, but I, I think the further south you go, the harder it gets to even have a real trail but i think he's i think he's going to continue i don't know i don't want to don't want to speak for jan but yeah no but he's at three thousand k now which is pretty pretty solid for a hike how did you get down to south america did you fly directly into santiago or did you take some other way to get down there to the start of the trail no yeah so yeah super easy like direct from like la to santiago and it was it was actually super cheap and Santiago, I mean, it's I mean, it's basically a first world city, pretty much. So it's really easy to get around and do everything. How much does it cost for United States citizens to enter Chile nowadays? Hmm. You know, it's free. They um, they, they used to be like a hundred or one hundred and fifty dollars because we charged them that or something, yep. and then yep. it all got like waived. Oh, so that's cool. Free. I I asked because yep. when I went to Chile in two thousand five, I flew into Santiago. And I had to pay 100 U.S. dollars cash to enter the country yep. as an American citizen. Wow, yeah, that's huh. crazy. Mm-hmm. But huh. it's basically because we we charge we do that to like we did that to them, and I think like Bolivia too. And so it's just like the reciprocal. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's fair. It's fair, but it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. That they waive that. Okay. So did Skittles meet you down there, and then you guys like rendezvous to wherever it is you started the trail? No, so we yeah, so we booked we just booked like a hotel for a few nights in Santiago and Skittles got in like like almost like a day before me or half a day before me and then um and then we just met in the in, in our, our our hotel room. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, and then and then from there we took like public buses down to the so we start we started where kind of Jan had to start back then, which was like the Siete de Tazas National Park. And okay. it's a pretty pretty cool area. So we took like a couple buses to get down there, and then we just started walking. And yeah, actually, the first couple of sections are probably almost probably the best part of the entire trail. It's just like this amazing, amazing 
it's all volcanic. And so it's just like this incredible like moonscape for like days on end. And you would, I guess you would think because you're hiking the greater Patagonia trail that you're going to like die of hypothermia. Both of us, especially Skittles, like almost died of heat exhaustion. I mean, it had to be, it was like 90 to a hundred degrees. There wasn't a tree for like, but there wasn't even a tree for, you know, days on end. And we would like, and then the sun was up for like 18 or, you know, hours. So we would, at like 7 PM, we would cower behind like a two foot bush and like try to, try to, try to to cowboy camp. And, you know, it was, it was, it was actually really incredibly beautiful, like super unique, not like anything I've really hiked before, but it was like, I think they had a hot, unbearably hot summer. So maybe it's not always like that, Mm. but you know, I was carrying like, six ounce like snowboarding gloves and you know like a, like a 16 ounce Gore-Tex rain jacket and like we could barely even you know deal with the sun it was so bad so did you get to a point where it was cold where you were in cold weather eventually so yeah and so like yeah the flip side like by the time we were finishing our hike um you know we were hiking in like you know at times 40 degree rain like you would pretty much expect okay. from like southern yeah. Patagonia wow. that like, sounds much nicer you know and I'll I'll talk about this a little bit off and on probably, but like the whole like Patagonia part of the greater Patagonia trail, it's not, you know, it's, it's not quite right. So like Santiago is like way up in the middle of Chile. So that, you know, the first thousand miles, you know, you're really in much more of a, a, a hot inv- type environment than you are really in Patagonia. That's not uh, even, so that pa- that's, shock. that's not really even Patagonia. No. And so, yeah, like, you know, Yon's got this like, really amazing Wikipedia site where he has every, everything about the trail is on his wiki site. And so he kind of describes like why he called it the greater Patagonia trail. But so he didn't call, he didn't call it the Patagonia trail because it's not really Patagonia. It's like the greater encompassing area, but like you don't really get that concept from home, I would say. And so, you know, you like, if you look at like a lonely planet guidebook, like you don't hit what lonely planet would call Patagonia until you're like, 1400 miles into into an 1800 mile trail or something not to say that like that's a bad thing necessarily but yeah we were like in for a a little bit of a culture shock not a culture shock but a a, a weather shock and yeah. a, a terrain type shock um just uh it's, know, a, li- it's a little bit of a misleading name then especially for those who are yeah. in chilean who, are, who don't live in south america who aren't familiar with the area we just say, oh, greater Patagonia, it's going to be cold and I'm going to be in the extreme southern part of the southern, you know, yeah. southern yeah. South America. But not, not, not yeah, really. I mean, if interesting. You, if, you, if you don't do the research, which, you know, Skittles and I, I mean, you know, we, we kind of know what we're doing, I guess, and we, we do plan. But, you know, we, we didn't do like, I guess we didn't do a ton of research. There was a lot of things that were just a surprise to us. And so that was kind of one of them. Like, like I said, I was carrying like, all this crazy heavy like reindeer almost and like i mean i couldn't possibly ever put it on and also they didn't know that they were going to speak spanish there so that was a shock <laughs> yeah <laughs> well. well you know what's funny is like I, I don't know i mean how can you like both neither one of us ever took spanish in school even so how do you find i mean how do you find two people that oh have never God. taken spanish yeah and so the two of us were just i, I don't know I, I actually thought we did better at the culture and the, the Spanish and the communication than we did hiking. Like, I don't know. We, <laughs> like, we uh. like this, for us, this hike was kind of a, I, won't, I, I don't think I'd call it a disaster, but it, it was unusual compared to our, all of our other successful through hikes. Yeah. 
but yeah, I thought we did great with the Spanish. I mean, we were terrible, but we just used hand signals and we stayed with people in the middle of these little tiny villages and you know, nobody spoke any English. And like, we just got by. I was super nervous. Like I was really like nervous and self-conscious of it. And I don't know. We, we, we did it. We did that. We did not succeed hiking, unfortunately. But we succeeded with our Spanish. Well, so you mentioned the wiki page for the Greater Patagonia Trail. And there's a lot of info on it. I noticed like at two points in bold font, he writes, this is not a hiking trail. And then he says it again. This is not a hiking trail. So, what does that mean? It it means you it, shouldn't hike it. No, think think about New Zealand. Oh, so what he means is it's not a continuous footpath. Correct. Would would you? That was they, that your experience, Buck Thirty? I, I would call it like John does. He calls it kind of an adventure, and you know, if you're expecting to just go out there and find like a nice continuous trail through the mountains of Patagonia, like that's just not what it is, and. So I think like the way it's funny the way the wiki page reads now is totally different than the way it used to read. And I think what's happened is Jan's kind of had this crazy shock to the system where like he developed this like amazing things you know that he developed, and then all these like random people are doing it, and a lot of people like aren't necessarily succeeding or they're or not enjoying like, it they're even making documentaries or they're selling T-shirts and like you know it's like. And they're asking like a lot of like weird questions because they're not that experienced. And then right. there's a lot of like criticism and complaints. And so like, you know, including from, you know, you know, myself, like I, I had a lot of like, you know, somewhat, you know, constructive criticism feedback. And I think like in the last year he's taken all that and then like, he's almost made the Wikipedia page to like, you should not hike this trail. Like you yeah. should absolutely not hike this trail. And then he says like a third time, and then, like, if you keep reading, then maybe you you can consider hiking this trail. Like, I think he's like actively trying to like make people really think about you know this is not like you know it's just like the Tierra O and maybe what you guys experienced. Like, it sounds like hiking the length of New Zealand is just going to be this really plush, gorgeous journey, and maybe it's not always that. And so that's I think that's how the, the GPT is as well. It's it's definitely different than I think most people have expected. I noticed that he's got a quote from you on this wiki page. So this is the this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you. Well, then I'll let you t- say what the quote is, and then maybe explain why you say it's the worst. Yeah. So, like, I guess let me let me Google this real quick. I mean, I have the page open, but I need to just find it. So, like, he he literally has like a bunch of different quotes. People now yeah. hike. You know, they've hiked section. Most people have like hiked. Actually, nobody's actually. I don't believe hiked. The continuous three thousand K yet, which I'm sure somebody will in the near future. Um, FKT but, opportunity, but, D-Lo. Bean yeah, counter. I, I, there, I would say man. there's a couple people Bean counters. out there that have um, that have walked South America, so they've essentially followed his route. But like for his specific route, not really. I'm not sure anyone's really hiked the full three thousand yet. But um, so all of these people have hiked, you know, a thousand K, two thousand K, and so there's all these like really amazing quotes from from everybody. And then it says buck thirty. Honestly, I wouldn't recommend hiking the GPT to any of my through hiking friends. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, man! That's the, I love it, it. It's so blunt. It's so it's so it's so real. It's, it's honest. Like, it is what it's it is. Honest. It's like don't you know? Like and, and you know what? Like I, I never, unfortunately, like I've never really. I, I talked to Jan. Like Skittles and I communicated with Jan prior to leaving with advice and during our trip. But I never really. I haven't talked to him since, and I 
I, I have like this guilt now. And I, I actually just saw this like a few days ago and I was like cringing when I read that, like to think that like, but I mean, it is what I wrote and it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so own it, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, you know, POD and I felt the same damn way about New Zealand and the TRO through it. And I mean, you heard that funeral of a show we did while we were down there. <laughs> so, you know, all trails can't be home runs. They just... For everyone. They can't. Yeah, they can't for be everyone. home runs for everyone. I mean, some, we met people yeah, yeah. who raved about the TA. Buck 30 and, included. And, well, no, no, like, like, like no caveats. Like, just right. I know. thought it was the greatest thing they'd ever done in their life. And we were just kind of looking at them blankly. Did we walk the same... Trail? Did we? Like, did you and I walk the same on 800 kilometers of paved roads on the North Island? Yeah, that's what I want to say to them. Well, so Probably you, not. So you know that I love the Tearoa, but I did do it before in the crowds and, and all that. But so that wasn't that really the issue. Anyway, let's not get into the yeah. Tearoa. Yeah, let's not yeah. get into that's that. water under the bridge. That's just going to bring everybody, yeah. anyway, everybody so in the, the G- room the and on the line down. The, the GPT down. is the same way, and I definitely think that like. It's an amazing adventure, and he's created an amazing thing. And, and like I think one of you said, it's it's not just necessarily for everybody. Yeah. And like I think for me, and I don't want to speak for Skittles, but I think he generally had the same feeling. Like I think my biggest problem was like I had this like massive expectation, and I think if I were to go back now, I actually would probably enjoy it more. But I, I went down there like I don't know. I've been dreaming about the Andes Mountains for like years. I just had this like insane expectation of the Andes mountains being these like massive 20,000 foot mountains that it's a, like, I think it's a, what the longest mountain chain in the world or maybe behind, I'm not, it might be longer than the Himalayas. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but you We're know, I, I just you. had this like, I think, I think I had this it insane is. expectation of how amazing it was going to be. And then frankly, like you get down there and you start walking South of Santiago and the Andes mountains are like, they're the biggest at the beginning. And they're like, you, 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 I think the highest point we hit was like 8,800 feet. And they're just like big green ridges. And it kind of okay. looks like North America. Like it doesn't look that much different than what we have here. I don't know. I just had this expectation that it was going to be so different. And like, and you don't, you don't, it, it's really a, it's a very low elevation hike. So hmm. You don't really, you know, it's just following old sheep herders paths and dirt roads and a little bit of pavement, not much pavement, but a lot of dirt. And so like, you know, there's no sheep herders paths up on the ridges, really. You just, you're basically following these low elevation valleys and you go over a low elevation pass and then you go back into a low elevation valley. Huh. And then there's like these big green ridges, which I guess are mountains on your left and your right. And you're in these valleys that are just kind of grazed by sheep and it cows. It does sound and like sounds, another trail that I hiked recently. This sounds very familiar, Buck Thirty. Yeah, but if you very were to like familiar. look at, look at all, and just, it's just like your TA experience. If you were to t- look at like all the Europeans that have done the GPT, you, you know, it's just absolutely rave reviews, and everybody loves. It. So I, I really think it is for a lot of people, and I, I just think I had a not a bad attitude, but just a, I had a bad expectation and I'm probably pretty jaded from all the other hikes I've done. And I just, we just never quite got into it. And then, you know, because we weren't, because we didn't have time to, to through hike the whole thing. And then like it got extended and we wanted to get down to Patagonia, you know, we started and we knew we were going to start jumping around. And then, you know, that just felt really discombobulated and, 
you know, and then we had like this massive fire season. It's like the whole thing just like turned into this, like, I mean, definitely not a disaster, but it just turned into this something, we, you know, both Skittles and I had never done before, which is like not walk, you know, not connect our steps, you know, not, you know, Oh, whatever. Skittles so, has not connected steps before. You were What's unsuccessful. That? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to uh, quote your Skittles, but for me, it was, it just felt weird. And, well, you know what? I, I know, we just got in. I can totally hear what you're that? saying, and I, and I think that for traditional through hikers, uh, people who are long distance hikers who are used to either connecting steps or mostly connecting step, steps along a journey, I think um, skipping around feels really uncomfortable. And uh, anyway, I would say that I think my our experience in New Zealand at least convinced me that if I were going to venture outside of the country again, Canada excluded, that you kind of have to go with a different kind of attitude about not connecting steps, but just going on a, an adventure and a journey. And, and maybe if connecting steps is important to you, you're willing to do those heinous roadwalks and stuff. But, but I do think that there's something to be said for through hikers to also let go of those rules. and Let it go. The rules. Yeah. And, and go, go. To, go to other places and be like, you know, I'm going to connect as much as I can, but I'm not going to get hung up on that. All right. Know? Enough about the philosophy. I think just let Let's your American nuts and bolts. Let your American bias of like hiking beautiful trails like the PCT and the CT go. Just let it go, man, and just like embrace the sh- shitty the trail. Just embrace the shitty trail. I think we all just need to do some more ujjayi breathing. Yeah. I want to talk nuts and bolts, Buck 30. Wait, Buck 30, before we get into the nuts and bolts, now that you're domesticated and working at your accounting <laughs> job and everything, do you go to yoga classes? No, I do not go to yoga. I do ride my bicycle around the beach. Cool. Um, I, um, I eat a lot, and I start gaining weight. Uh-huh. And I get at least two. So my new place, I'm, a, I'm exactly one block from a 7-Eleven. Okay. So I get two to three big gulps per day. Cool. Uh, may I recommend that whoa, you do some, whoa, do some yoga before That's... you go hiking again next year? Do I'll some yoga. Control. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> All right, Buck 30, nuts and bolts, man. Talk to me. How? What's your average distance between resupply on at least the sections you and Skittles did? How many days are we talking? It's pretty standard. Like, I don't know, like, you know, we did probably up to a week. You know, you have to put a little bit more effort in, wow. like... One of the cool things is like, is that the the entire country, unlike America, the entire country is connected by buses and like every every the smallest dirt road, rough, crappy dirt road in the middle of nowhere has a local bus. Wow. Okay. But there's like, there's absolutely no schedules for those types of buses. Of course so you not. Just, of course not. You just show you just show up in the village or the bus area, and then you just hope like the bus will come that la later co- that day. La colectiva. Exactly. Yeah. But it's nice. Like, it's like, you know, you pay like 50 cents. You know, we took a couple of buses that were like three hours to go resupply, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. But that's not totally common. It's there's plenty of resupply. In fact, there's almost like, you know, maybe too much in certain areas where you're walking through a lot of villages. Um, But of course, in the resupply itself is, you know, pretty, pretty rough. Like, you know, for a, a diet like mine, you know, not really a problem. But if you're if you're looking to go organic, you're probably going to struggle. Um, next question. Uh, what's the distance between yoga studios on the trip? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weeks, Dilo. Weeks. Okay. 
Um, what about water? Well, I mean, there, there's, there's a few big cities. I mean, I, I tell you yeah. what, one of the things that surprised me the most was like, I don't, I didn't feel like from Santiago South, I did not feel like it was a, I don't know what you call it, a third world country, developing country. Like Chile's not a third world country. I mean, maybe it wasn't really first world, second but world. it still, yeah, it felt second world. Like it did not feel, and especially as you get uh, down south to Patagonia, it's nothing but tourists. And, you know, we, we used to joke that uh, we were getting first world prices and third world service. I, and that's I, what it felt like. I, I've been to Chile. I went there um, 12 years ago. So my experience is semi-dated. Not really, but semi-dated. And, I, I, and since then, I've been to Latin American countries a few other times. And I think that Chile is a good country. Chile and Argentina are a good country for a... Uh, an American to go to for their first taste of Latin America without being overwhelmed by collectivos, chicken buses, markets, food <laughs> that's going to just rot your stomach out, you chicken know, because you're, you're not acclimated to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would, you know what yeah. I mean? It's a good country for that. It's, it's Latin America light kind of thing. I, I would totally agree. It felt like way easier to, to deal with than, you know, actually the only probably problem is i mean imagine you know skittles with his like beautiful wavy he looks like merle haggard he looks like merle haggard dude his hair is so beautiful there was a there was a couple times where like we kind of lost each other you know we hiked apart off and on a fair bit and so like occasionally we'd misplace each other and like one day i was walking by um some like sheep herders in the middle of nowhere and i was trying to like ask like where my you know me amigo and all they did was like make a sign of like the wavy curly hair, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, see, 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 mi amigo." And they're yeah. like, they're pointing, you know, further further along. Okay. So there is uh, yeah. definitely a few times where people like, you know, like he, he his hair. He just, yeah. He well, and plus he bit. has he has such light skin and he has blue eyes. But his hair is so and, wavy. You know, and that's just like he looks. He, like- he's like a freak show down there. And I mean, if you're a blonde freak woman show. and you go to like that far south like it, it's definitely people s- stare at you it's just it's insane. he looks like the nature boy rick flair to be the man you gotta beat the man diamonds are forever and so is rick flair Woo! don't uh, don't yell man there's children sleeping oh upstairs. sorry Oops. i forgot i forgot my place i don't know what just happened but i don't know, I don't know. we don't know either in, he's trying to wake up my I children too well it's unclear I got the, i'm short i got the dark skin Everyone just assumed I was like That's right. you know, Chilean or something. And as soon as they spoke to me, I just, you know, I was like, oh, not good. B3, talk to us about water. Were there were the water carries big and huge or were they manageable? Totally manageable, except I, I don't know what you think about like America for grazing, but oh, yeah. you know, oh. practically, you know mo- mo- most, I won't say every inch of the GPT, but a substantial portion of the GPT is just completely... It's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just you know, it's their livelihood, right? It's the sheep and the cows, and it's just so there's it's pretty poop, much everywhere. Is, there's poop everywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, so Skittles and I, we didn't, you know, we, it's funny, like, we treated it just like being in America, like, neither one of us treated any water, and we never got sick. So. Oh, cool. Well, you guys are probably acclimated to Giardia. You probably have Giardia in your gut, and you're probably not going to get it again, because you're used to it. But, uh, yeah, you yeah, guys so, will drink like, anything, man. I've seen Skittles like dip and sip out of stuff that 
There, there's like live yeah. things swimming. There's like dead raccoons dead floating ra- in there, man. You know, <laughs> there's feces but. on top of the water, and he's just he's like, I'm just gonna go underneath. There's no, the feces are on top, and you know, you go to the bottom, and the water's uh, more pure. Buck Thirty's the same way. Don't let yeah. him fool you, man. Oh, I've okay. seen this guy drink like straight out of a. Well, I think the the sheer volume. Cow- of- of Puddle. big big gulp diet cokes that Buck Thirty drinks have probably point. really just like toughened his stomach and it's his intestines point. to just it's, be able it's to the take. Aspartame. It's the aspartame, it's the aspartame. yeah, aspartame. dude. The wow. aspartame. Wow. That's like that could be our trail tip of the month. What? No aspartame. No or extra more aspartame. aspartame. No, I more think aspartame. it's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah, we could. All right. What that. else? What else we got for Buck Thirty? What are the questions we got? What did you guys take on the trail with you to navigate? I mean, there's obviously not a gut hook app for the Greater Patagonia Trail. How could one even hike a trail without? So a what did you actually, do? They're almost. Kind of, this is actually really funny. This is the only trail where I, the trail creator tells you to not carry any paper maps and to only use your GPS. What? Because they're outdated. So, so yeah, it was kind of like it's it's kind of weird, like. um he basically has GPS tracks that he's hiked for the entire way. Although there's, I, I think he's kind of filled it in now. When we were hiking, the second half had only been mapped like via Google Earth, and so we were hiking things that were only like scoped via Google Earth. But I think now he's he's hiked <laughs> most of that, and so yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Like he like as we were leaving, he posted like an extra fifteen hundred kilometers that had been scoped via Google Earth. Man, that and is so wrong. ridiculous. Yeah. That's- However, he was using. I think he was like, you know, using routes that he had, you know, you know, he, no, I mean, he knows what he's doing now. Like, you know, you can see a lot of the terrain. And then I think like fidget and neon who are walking South America had walked, they were coming North. And so they had walked a route. And I think he, I think they were helping, you know, communicating with him to develop, uh, you know, a route that he was, you know, so, you know, we, we didn't feel like he was pulling a fast one on us or anything. We knew like what we were getting into. That's a fast um, one. Um, what like what fast maps? One. What maps do you use nowadays down there? Do they have uh, um, topo maps from the government, from the Chilean government, that are online that you can reference uh, and print yeah. out at your leisure, or do you have to buy them all ahead of time? No. So we, I mean, we just use like so you can use you know OSM on your phone. Yeah. And then, and then basically, you know, Garmin does have they do sell like a Chile Argentina thing, but. Skittles had it, and we found that OSM was actually better. You know, the free OSM on your, mm. just whatever app you use on your phone was better. And then Jan has it, so he has a GPS track the whole way with waypoints. So, like, on the one hand, it's, like, really cool because you, you theoretically have, like, a pretty accurate track, which makes it hard to get lost. But on the other hand, you actually have, like, no other info. Right, so you about where you are. Like, like, I really miss, like, the days yes. of a guidebook or, or any... And so he is writing some section summaries, I think, as time passes. So, you know, it'll get it'll get more better documented. But for us, we were just walking, you know, and, and then, of course, you have to use your GPS because how you wouldn't have a clue. Right. Like, there's no guidebook the with no markers. Like, yeah. You don't, know, you don't know anything. So you're just... You're literally, you know, very dependent. Now, I, I did, um, using Gaia online, you can actually go on there and that you can bring up... OSM on there, I imported Jan's GPS track and I printed a bunch of like kind of like higher level maps, like maybe like 50, 60 K. And so we oh. had something, well, the problem was, so we, the point wasn't to navigate with them. Like the point was like, right. Yacht, just an like, overview. Also, right. Yeah. Cause there's a million alternates, which was kind of like weird and stressful, like to know what, and there was no, like, there was no context on the alternates. We didn't really know what they were normally. 
so like we had these maps printed so we could just see, you know, which way do we want to, you know, high level, which way do we want to go? But yeah, we mostly used our GPSs because there was nothing else. And then frankly, Jan, even we, 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 you know, we exchanged emails with Jan and he even said the save weight. He doesn't carry paper maps. Oh, please. Come so on. Is, give come me a on. break. This is, this, is a, this is a GPS only trail, people. No, this is the on. new way. Well, don't go, don't just tell go. that to Paul Magnanti, yeah. man. Whatever you do. <laughs> Last, qu- last question, Disco, well, and then well, we got to go. We, we were talking about info. There's Buck30 mentioned the wiki page. There's a ton of info on Jan's wiki page. And the easy way to do this is just go on Google, type in Greater Patagonian Trail, and then hit the uh, Click the first enter button. But I'm, for all those bean counters out there, I actually want to read off the URL. It's www.wikiexplora.com forward slash index dot php forward slash greater underscore patagonian underscore trail delo yeah there it is <laughs> I, I was there tonight earlier i was doing a lot of research before we got on the show tonight exploring the greater patagonian trail from my leisure chair buck 30 before we run is there anything else about the gpt you want to get out there before we say Buenas, buenas noches. Buenas noches. Buenas tardes. Que descanses. Buen provecho. Yeah. Que te engordes mucho. Let the man talk, please. I would say, you know, I, um, I, I've written like a lot, like a big summary at the back of my journal, and Jan's got like a ton of info on the wiki page. And I would just tell people, you know, just thoroughly, thoroughly read that and just think about what you want out of a hike. Because I, I do think a lot of people will love the GPT. And I think a lot of people won't. And I, you know, it just depends on the type of person you are, but you know, just like a Tara, don't just hear the name greater Patagonia and, and think I'm going, you know, do, do your research and just decide if it's for you. And, you know, it just, for, for me, it just wasn't the best thing I've ever done. But, um, I think for some people, you know, especially those Europeans, they're going to, they're going to love it. All right, buck 30. Thanks for schooling us on the GPT. People do your research. B3PO, Thanks a million for being willing to come on the show. I know there's been some legal issues between you and the trail show, and we appreciate you overlooking those issues well, and especially Skyping a lot in. that well, they well, allowed well, us to talk. Well, well, hang on. I thought I also had 15 minutes allotted for the airing of the grievances. No, 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 no. We, we we worked something out with your lawyer that's no longer in the cards. We're sorry, Buck Thirty. We can't. If do you would that. like, if you would like the trail show to air your grievances, we would encourage you to send your grievances in email to legal at the trail show dot com. <laughs> at which point we will review said grievances and publish those which are applicable according to our attorney's opinion on our website or Facebook and potentially Instagram in visual format for others to review at their leisure. Or you could uh, just uh, submit glad. them in the top iTunes top five. Yeah, yeah, you I, can do that I, too. You can, you can submit your top five grievances there. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm happy to just have gotten at least one rambling disc uh, <laughs> DL at the end here. <laughs> 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 All right, oh, Buck Thirty. Man. Hey, man, have a good night. We'll see you out there All somewhere. Right. Good night, Buck Thirty. Happy accounting. Good night, everybody. Happy suerte, suerte. Adios. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Buck Thirty. I know you got to call. Cliff he ran out the door. When we come back. We got Cliff Kip from the Montana Conservation Corps coming on to talk to us about how his summer went. Don't go anywhere. trail that I would walk away from has not been made yet, and its inventor is already dead. 
That is because Brute does not listen to the trail show. Yeah. Ah, I love it. I love these listeners submitted promos. Thank you, Brute. All right. So we've got a conservation interview coming up. Hey, real quick, before we before we do the interview, I want to mention uh, the latest episode of the Pox and Puss podcast, uh, show number 64. They did an interview with Scott Gavin from GearForward.org, and it's a great interview. It's a great organization. Give that episode a listen. And Basically, if you're looking to get rid of gear and you don't want to you don't want it to end up in a landfill and it's still got some use on it. You can go to this website, gearforward.org, and you can extend the life of that gear. So check out the interview on the Pox and Push show. Again, it's episode number 64, and learn what you can do with your old gear. All right, so now it's time for us to talk with our good friend Cliff Kipp from the Montana Conservation Corps. He is the Northern Rockies Regional Director. Now, folks may remember we talked to Cliff on episode 57, which was pre-spring-ish. He relayed the story about the guy wearing the Bigfoot suit, the uh, the ghillie suit. Oh, yes, that I walked that. out into the road. He was trying to scare a car and ended up getting run over and killed. So hopefully he doesn't have any stories like that tonight. But he is going to... Uh, fill us in on how the summer went and we'll see what kind of work they've been doing let's give cliff kip a call we might even play a prank on him get off my lawn hey there hey it's disco Dilo and pod from the trail show how are you doing i'm doing well how are y'all doing we're just happy to be here we're happy to be talking to you again it's been uh what six seven eight months at this point yeah, something like that. Something like that. It's good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, man. So yeah. I actually introduced you before you even got on the line, but we are talking with Cliff Kipp, Northern Rockies Regional Director with the Montana Conservation Corps. Whoop, whoop. Cliff, how the yeah. hell was your whoop, whoop. summer? How was your summer, man? You oh, just man. you just got done with an entire field season. How did it go? Wait, <clears throat> before you answer that question, let me just say I want to extend a personal thank you because... I hiked part of the Idaho Centennial Trail this summer, and while trail maintenance is not generally a part of the Idaho Centennial Trail, there were a few sections that had been maintained, and guess who had maintained them? The it, Montana Conservation the Montana MWC, baby! Uh, That's right. What you, why, what would you, why would you maintain trails in Idaho? Idaho contracts out to the, the MCC. Oh, it's so all good. about the money. I That's get it right. now. I get it now. So, D'Lo, if you want him to come over to your yard, you got to pay up. No, D'Lo already tried to get Cliff to like bring his whole crew down yeah. in the backyard. And... They weren't having it. No. <laughs> I got so much D'Lo, sob, D'Lo, I was, man. You know, I, 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 <clears throat> I was reminded of our previous conversation and uh i was gonna follow up on that if uh if you didn't so did you get the work done in your yard uh i i have more to do <laughs> but i i i've gotten a lot done i've gotten a lot done kip i really have i've reduced the amount of lawn that was in this house when i moved in six years ago by about a half there's half as much oh, grass good. as there was when i moved in here and the half that's no longer grass is filled in with beautiful things get beautiful things <laughs> excellent yeah. hey, excellent so, talk, talk to, to us, us about the summer yeah let's not talk about my well year. you know we had a we had a great summer and uh i can i can really only give you specifics uh for my uh my particular regional office but keep in mind you know we're one of 
four offices and uh, you have them reoperate in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, North Dakota. Um, I sent a crew to the Hiuentas, the Ashley National Forest for wow. six weeks this year doing a lot of uh, rock Damn. work. Yeah. Ooh, so, rock um, work. That's so Dylan's favorite. We also finished, uh, we finished the year sending, um, gosh, I want to say like 60 to 80 folks uh, to Texas to help with Hurricane Harvey. Um, And then also sent a couple, sent a couple folks to to Florida too, uh, along with a lot of other cores. I mean, there there are a bunch of cores that uh, participate in that kind of response. Um, So that's, that's pretty good. But I think, let's see, I think I put um, close to 85 AmeriCorps participants out in the field, um, another 36 youth volunteers, and then another 37 YCC participants. Um, That was just, again, that was just out of my office. So that was it was a big year, big I would say biggest ever. So ju- um, and just uh, covered a whole lot of ground. Just a quick like logistical question: These organizations, I, I heard you mention a couple of acronyms there, the Youth Conservation Corps, and there was another one, YCC, and that Maricorps and whatnot. Um, these organizations have funding, and they've got volunteers, and 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 they contact you to say, hey, what do you need done? Where can we get these people to work? Is that kind of how it works? Uh, no, not really. We go okay. to, we go to AmeriCorps. We go oh, to AmeriCorps and we say, Hey, we, we can, you know, we can field, uh, I think as an organization, we put like 315, 320 AmeriCorps participants in the field every year. So we say we yeah. have the capacity, we have the, yeah. we have the relationships with federal agencies, state agencies, other nonprofits to, um, put people to, you know, to good work. Um, that includes veterans, that includes tribal communities, um, other, you know, what we would traditionally say underserved populations. Um, <clears throat> so we're, you know, kind of running the gamut in terms of types of programming and uh, different types of projects. Some project, I mean, our, some of our youth crews are only with us for three weeks. That's like our middle school or one week we have a middle school program and then, you know, three to four weeks, like high school program, you know, building up to eight weeks for a, a full summer YCC uh, and then three months, five months, and ten months positions with AmeriCorps participants. All right, Cliff, enough with the small talk. Let's talk about that Rick Bass article. Oh, why are you doing this? No, 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 that, 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 that was a joke. That was a joke. Why did you do that? I'm into it. No, that was a joke. Maybe for later. Well, well let's, 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 okay. Get let's, off my lawn. Let's, 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 let's move through some of the important uh, stuff. Well, before we move into the important stuff. Wait, 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 wait. No, we really want to talk about this, but we can't do it first. We can't do it first. We so want to talk about this. What? I wish somebody would send him a link to the podcast. <laughs> oh, we will. We can do that. Consider um, it done. <laughs> did, did you guys do any work on the Pacific Northwest Trail this summer? We did. Thank you for asking. Uh, we did. We did two weeks uh, with youth volunteers, um, local Montanans, um, two different crews, each spent a week. Uh, we mostly did, if you're familiar with the route through Montana, um, we did Hay Creek, and then we did from Red Meadow Pass, uh, a little bit south and east. So we just did a little bit of uh, Trail 26 and Trail Number Three uh, on the on the Glacier View Ranger District Flathead National Forest, and then hmm. um, and then we sent an adult adult crew over to uh, Midge Creek, which is on the Kootenai National Forest, and actually we sent two crews one week each uh, on Midge Creek. They were mostly cleaning drains and, uh, and do a little retread. So not a ton of time on the PNT, 
but about four weeks overall, I mean, there was, uh, it was a big snow year. And so it took us, I mean, our, our season starts, uh, really we can put crews on the ground, you know, mid March. Uh, but we, <clears throat> we couldn't get to the PNT. We had it scheduled for the first and second week in July and we had to bump that back. So there was a ton of snow up in the high country and that, uh, kind of changed, changed things for us. Um, <clears throat> we did also work on the CDT. I think we did eight weeks really? with, uh, and a, and it, yeah, one of our adult crews was doing turnpike, and then uh, we had a, a Blackfeet crew out of the um, out of Browning Blackfeet Reservation that did a couple weeks just doing uh, brushing and uh, drainage. So, oh, excellent! I didn't realize you guys actually did work on the CDT. And POD had mentioned the Idaho Centennial Trail. Did you guys do any work on the ICT? Well, not out of my office. Okay, and so not that I know of, but that's cool that you ran into an MCC crew. Were they were they smiley and dirty and well, uh, smelly? We actually didn't see them, but we walked through. Okay. I, I don't remember exactly where it was, but there was a trailhead somewhere, and on the ICT, and there were several MCC vehicles parked there. Hmm. And then we talked to a forest uh, ranger mm. at the. Um, Indian Creek or whatever the name of it was. Um, and she's told oh. us that they, and she's out of Chalice and she told us that yeah. they do a lot of contract uh, as a state with MCC because they just don't have the, the manpower or I think perhaps person power. Yeah. Come on. PID. Come person, on. person power. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what are you doing? It's 2017. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this is 2017. That's human right. power. Human <laughs> power. That's what I meant by man, human capacity uh, you could also say capacity yeah so they i don't know they don't they don't have the teams so they do some contract work she told us <laughs> yeah are yeah, you okay I, man I, yeah, you, like you, you okay over there sound like you just swallowed a fly <laughs> i don't know why he swallowed a fly what's going on forgive me for correcting you we don't say no contract, we say partner oh. we we say partnership it's not a contract arrangement oh. it's more of oh, a partnership okay. right because they're bringing some to the table. We're bringing some to the table, um, and we're not, you know, we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for the, uh, you know, for, for the, the fame. To, in it for the fame. Okay, well, <laughs> but that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you saw those guys. Um, you know, there's there is an Idaho Conservation Corps. You know, it's a program of a larger corps, which I uh, have uh, for which I have great respect. The Northwest Northwest Youth Corps, um, and there's uh, I mean, there's it's been kind of open territory for a little while, and uh, so we you know we play nice. They have they have project partners that they traditionally work with, and we have project partners that we traditionally work with, and we try not to step on each other's toes. There's a, a lot of pie uh, to be to be eaten, so to speak. So um, I know. So you might, in the future, you might run into uh, some Idaho Conservation Corps crews up there, too. Cliff, who bakes the pie? <laughs> who bakes the pie that you guys The Donald. The Donald. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I love it. I Why love would it. you bring him up? I That's love it. <laughs> not pertinent to this conversation. Please. It's very pertinent. It's actually quite pertinent because where does the money come from? You know? It's, Gov- it's a good, yeah. It's, it's, it's well, important true. to keep hey, that in mind. It's true. And, and well... To make a point, to make a point, you know, I mean, uh, federal agencies, I would think public land management agencies are seeing their budgets, you know, really trashed when it comes to uh, recreation and backlog maintenance. And uh, I think that a lot of local communities are trying to shine a light on the value that tourism, you know, brings to their economies. And uh, and so it actually 
you know, those, those agencies are struggling when uh, the popularity of what they have to offer, their resources, um, is increasing. And so partnerships with groups like the MCC or Northwest Youth Corps or whomever um, are actually really, really critical for those agencies to get not only the baseline work done, but to really improve the assets, the resources that they have available to the public. I, th- I think it's important that um, indus- industry, you know, uh, for-profit industry kind of steps up to the table as well. You know, the outdoor industry, the 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 outdoor clothing retailers, these folks who sell the fancy gear that the people who like to spend their time in the outdoors. I mean, they, you know, they, they have big business. They have money. They can lobby just like just like oil companies, just like natural gas companies can. And it's kind of there, there's a lot of money that as people are starting to realize because people are putting it out on the table like, hey, the tourism industry here for the outdoor recreation is huge. It's actually creating more local jobs than the extraction industries. And that's kind of being brought to the table now. So I think we, we might be kind of close to a tipping point where we see those industries having a little bit more say in what happens in, in these kind of recreational areas than the extraction industries. I sense. totally agree with you. I, yeah. I think that, uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know if they'll catch up with the extraction industries, but they're definitely having much more influence. And I mean, we partner with REI on um, annual events like Trails Day, stuff like that. And, you know, right now it's pretty, it's pretty small potatoes. It's like, oh, we'll do some T-shirts and we'll do some outreach and stuff, you know, maybe a few thousand bucks to support a crew here and there. Um, but, I mean, the the dollars don't lie, man. There's a group called uh, Headwaters Economics, which is based in Bozeman, and they're crunching the numbers on the value of tourism dollars to local mm-hmm. economies. You know, we just we – just, uh, had a new position hired in the state of Montana, not for our organization, but for the the state government, uh, which is kind of piggybacking off of something y'all have done in Colorado, an office of tourism and recreation or something like that, outdoor, outdoor tourism and recreation. And, uh, and so we have a a new person in that, uh, in that position to kind of drive some, uh, yeah, drive some business and, and kind of awareness uh, for, for what, I mean, hunting, fishing, you know, boating, certainly all trail activities um it's a it's a high dollar deal for sure i want to take this conversation and the land yeah no take no it. go ahead oh, go ahead keep take going it, this go take no no, no go, go no it's okay finish we, your thought <laughs> no we can go let's go on let's move on okay okay i was gonna say take I, it away i want to i want to take this Steer conversation it. in a different direction 90 degree 90 degree <clears throat> turn last last time we spoke you relayed a story about uh, a man in a ghillie suit in there <laughs> in northern God. Montana who walked out into traffic and proceeded to get run over. Uh, a ghillie a ghillie suit? Yes. Yeah, I think that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, that's the mossy camo, the camo, drapey yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Did, did anything <laughs> like that happen to you this summer, Cliff? <laughs> no. Okay. Nothing like that happened, but there was uh there there is there is an effort in uh in east glacier oh you're gonna talk about this no dude no no i want to hear it what do you got what, what's going what on about. i know what he's i know what he's is gonna this talk the about. bigfoot hotel it is <gasps> what? yeah there's a bigfoot hotel how what? rad is that and here let me tell you how this. rad is that <laughs> <laughs> so what's the I mean, deal right up there about, with michael think, jackson think man. about who stays and elvis who stays at the big park who stays sorry at the bigfoot <laughs> hotel right is it somebody who can't find a room anywhere else or is it is it the person that goes there because they are looking for a cultural 
um, cultural experience. And I think it's probably the latter. Uh, although apparently they have, you know, hundred plus rooms like on what? the docket. I, I'm pretty, I sent you a link, man. Wow. You should check it out. I read it, dude. Uh, I, I read it. That's why there. I know what you're talking Tra- about. You know what? Yeah. Trail Show records a show from that hotel. Oh, from yeah. the Bigfoot Hotel. We do it, We're going to use Trail Show donators' funds to fly all we'll, of us we'll and our fly. families up to the Bigfoot Hotel in no, East Glacier. We're going to yes. fly Cliff down it, we're gonna fly to the Cliff hotel. Up or down. Yeah. No, he's like right there. He, he can no, drive. You're north I'm of right the... here, man. He's yeah, right there. He can drive. It's like two-hour drive at the most. Hour and a half. We'll get ghillie suits for everybody. The rest of us will hop on a train man we'll run out and travel. No, here's, the, yeah. here's the kicker though here's the kicker the people the people the you know apparently the prime witnesses have not actually seen bigfoot but they saw what they are pretty sure is a burial cave now they didn't go dude, into the, the burial, burial cave, cave. <laughs> i can't believe you're talking about the burial cave oh dude this is, i, I want to know all about the burial is, cave yeah, it's serious. No, man. Okay, now, now I'm getting a little bit hot. So, like, this is the kind of thing. <laughs> this is the this is the kind of thing that that drives traffic, man. This is so. Think about what Rick Bass. He's all fired up about people coming through the yak, but the dude has written however many books that espouse the virtues of the yak. And so when you talk about it, yeah. right, people are interested. I got to go. I got to go see that. I want to see the burial cave. You want to talk about the burial cave? I'm gonna go check out the burial cave. And then the other thing, this is maybe even more compelling, is that they have apparently they have a bigfoot toenail. Oh come on, dude, come that's on. Awesome. Is it in ground? You know what? They haven't sent it in. Apparently, they haven't sent it in for uh, genetic testing yet. Uh, but it's legit, man. Is it like I read a, it in the paper. Is well, it like why? an old man toenail? It's all like canoed and yellowed. <laughs> Dude, time out, time out, man. If the Bigfoot toenail exists, and why haven't they sent it in? Don't they need to send it in for the sake of science, man? Send it in for the sake of science, so that the rest of the world can know that Bigfoot really exists, man. And we can we can analyze his DNA and see where he came from and see who he's related to. And just and you know what? It's all going to come down to, man. We're going to find out that Bigfoot is one of us. Hey, I got we are real quick. We are Bigfoot. It's, it's dirt monger. Of course. What? It's dirt monger. I mean, isn't like is it? However much of our DNA, like ninety five percent or whatever. Um, is similar to the apes. So, you know, we're going to find a lot of similarities, I think, with uh, whatever kind of DNA comes from the toenail. I'm I'm excited. Hey, quick backstory. (laughs) This article says Tom Biscardi, the self-described godfather of Bigfoot, who has been searching for the creature for a half century, is going to construct a Bigfoot museum and seven-story, 100-room hotel in East Glacier Park Biscardi and his business partners say construction will begin in the coming months. This is exciting. Just a, just a quick question. Won't so we that's... could do a show there in 2018. That'd be a Won't... great place to finish your th- your CDT through. Would that seven <laughs> story awesome. building be like the biggest building in East Glacier <laughs> for miles or, or for like <laughs> hundreds of miles around? Isn't that a little ridiculous? Why does it need to be seven stories? Come on, man. Bigfoot is a large creature. He <laughs> yeah. needs a lot of space. Well, Come I mean, on. Seven stories, man. Isn't there some sort of zoning in East Glacier that says like it's you Montana? Know, man, there's no rules. They don't it's care like, about don't that know. stuff. All right. hey, yeah, there's no, there's no zoning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Cliff last time we had you on you also told of a story of like down feathers wafting through the air after a grizzly bear had come yeah. through one of the MCC camps and just shredded tents and shredded gear did anything yeah. like that happen to your crews this summer it did but before I, get to, that, before I get to that I did, no 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 I just want to just backtrack for a brief second and say that were you to actually do a show at the Bigfoot Hotel you would be 
essentially at the confluence of the CDT and the PNT, right? Oh. It's a pretty good spot for you guys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you Wait. could be catching CDT hikers coming northbound because they all go right through right through East Glacier. Well, and they're all going to um, stay at the book uh, hotel, obviously. Well, and it's a tax write-off for the trail show, so this yeah. is a no-brainer. This is a win-win. Yeah. yeah. And then we can do some trail work while we're up there. No doubt. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get you guys on get you guys on some trail work. Let's on the adult crew. Out there. You can get us on the adult crew. Because we're swingers. We want to be on the adult crew. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, these days, yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. So, uh, we did. We had, uh, this is a, this is a, it's not all that interesting of a story, but it's a pretty good story. So, okay. um, you can make it more we, interesting. We Just make crew, stuff up. A freshie. We had a fresh crew. Um, they had. They were out. They'd been out for like I think this was maybe their third, second hitch. Second hitch and a hitch is like you know a ten day period. And uh, so the I mean the crew leader had been around um, for a while. He knows Montana. He's you know familiar. He's familiar with the project partner. We're working right in the foothills of the uh, the Swan Mountains, which is just east of us here in Kalispell, so close to town. Um, and they had set up camp. They're working, just doing retread and drainage on a uh, on an old uh, on a trail that kind of went through an old elk camp. And uh, <clears throat> so they're asleep in their tents. Forest service person uh, returns to camp after dropping a uh, his coworker back at the trailhead. Uh, comes back to camp. It's probably like eight o'clock. And in June, you know, it's light until ten o'clock at night. Oh Pretty yeah, awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so walk walking back into camp. And he, he like sees a black bear on top of his coworker who he had just dropped off on top of his coworker's tent. And, uh, <clears throat> later on, we were talking to the wildlife biologist and the wildlife biologist used the terminology took possession. What? So, the, uh, so the, so the black bear had clearly taken possession of the tent, the standing on it. And when he sees, when the black bear sees the, uh, the force of him, forces service employee he starts um like bouncing like rigid <laughs> movements like bouncing on his on his front paws uh, kind of like i can uh, totally imagine you know, like what you're talking about was, yeah if he was you know like a low rider bumping spirits, yes and uh maybe he bouncing, was you know, and then um he was an illegal bear what ed anyway keep going he was yeah yeah <laughs> so, so forest service guy goes to grab the mcc crew leader he's like hey come check this out they go look at the uh, you know look at the circumstance, and as soon as the bear sees those two guys, stands up on his hind legs, starts woofing at them, chuffing, you know, and uh, they're like, "This is now now we're like eight thirty, nine o'clock," and uh, so they get out of there. Everybody just skedaddles, and <clears throat> so you know they you know we call the the wildlife biologist first thing in the morning. I got the call at like midnight when they finally got back to town. Um, I call the wildlife biologist first thing in the morning, he's actually the specialist for human wildlife conflicts. And he shows up in the office the next morning, takes all kinds of interviews from each of the members, you know, tell me about the bear, tell me about his movements, you know, rigid, uh, you know, he's clearly taking possession of the, uh, of the tent. Was there any, were there any smellies? What did you leave there? And it wasn't ours. Did you say smellies? Yes. Smellies. That's kind of what we say, right? Like, uh, you know, like, yeah, I got it. Chapstick. Uh Okay. And, uh, to be clear, this was this was not our tent. This was a this is a Forest Service guy's tent. And he had it turns out he had left a a can of a can of pineapple oh. in his backpack. Oh. <laughs> an open can, an open can of pineapple. No, it was a closed can of pineapple. But it the bear didn't like... actually want it. The bear didn't. 
the bear didn't do anything to the can of pineapple, but um, <clears throat> hmm. that was, you know, maybe an attractant. I think it's, it's more likely that because where they set up camp was an old elk camp that there yeah. were other, you know, that the bear had Smellies. just like, been used to going, going to that spot. Yeah. Lots of smellies. So elk um, hunters? there are two things. This, or elk. Yeah. Elk right. hunting camp or like elk? Elk hunting down. camp. Yeah. Oh, elk yeah. hunting yeah. camp. Yeah. I've had issues and, uh, with camps like that. Yeah. Not necessarily LNT, yeah. but uh, or at least, at least today's today's standards for LNT. But uh, so this this guy he's he's been like the wildlife um, human encounter specialist for years, um, kind of no nonsense guy. You know, pretty. I think he probably has a mustache, facial hair. You know, Montana strong, <laughs> and uh, so he's strong. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, hey, buddy. I I ask him, sir. Eric, uh, I said, Eric, these, these guys are all fresh to Montana. Um, you know, is there, can you like, you know, put them at ease a little bit? I mean, wh- wh- how am I going to get these guys to go? And I'm, you know, they're there, they're all there. We're having this conversation all together. I'm like, you know, how, how can you put their minds at ease? Like we, I'm going to ask them to go right back out next week. And can you, you know, set their minds at ease? Like this is, okay. this is, you know, we live in bear country and it's yeah. kind of normal, whatever yeah. <laughs> his response his response is like he points to he points to we have a forest service map on the you know on the wall and it's got the square mile um you know township range sections it's got the square mile sections and he's like you see that map over there every single square there that's a square mile he's like here in montana we got a bear for every single one of those squares what are you going to do <laughs> <laughs> he freaked like, him out man right, he freaked yeah, him really out the, not- <laughs> Not really the message I was looking for, but I appreciate I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> did anybody quit on you at that point? Like, did you have people just no? Were, okay, good. They they hung in there. No, they they saw it. They hung in. We kept them. We kept them off the project for you know. We, we didn't go back. We never went back. It actually also funny on this particular project. It, it didn't. It didn't start off all that great. They on their way to camp, one of the packers' mules that happened to have all of our tools and the white gas took off. No, and it has not been recovered to this day. To what? this moment, has not. We don't. We don't know what happened to the mule, and we don't know what happened to the tools. <laughs> what well, that sucks? That's terrible. That's I mean, weird, these things happen. Man. You know what? Maybe those two in- yeah, incidents maybe. are related. We yeah, I got spooked. Yeah, I got spooked by that bear. That was, uh, or the, maybe they're hanging out. Yeah, you know, party. You know what's going to happen Should when they finally the, when they finally find tools. the donkey? You know what's going to happen? They're going to have to use dynamite. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to blow yeah. it up. They have to blow it up. That's well, what they do with cows. Well, they could just use the white gas. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. The white gas. That'd be uh, a great bonfire. You know, <laughs> oh my god. Hey, just Chris. The the mule, the mule and the bear. Oh, the other thing was. Yeah. I had asked. Sorry, I know you're gonna ask a question. The other thing I I had like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do now, Eric? And he's like, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get in the helicopter. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my gun. And we're gonna go fly the site. And if I see that bear, I'm gonna shoot it. <laughs> what? I was like, I was like, man, I again, like, I appreciate your forthrightness, but like, can you can you soften the message for these guys? Who, <laughs> you know, their, inter- their interactions with bears has mostly been like cuddly teddy bears from their childhood, yeah. you know. And, and uh, you know, anyway, it's just that's funny, man. It's a good dose of reality for. Uh, for people coming from out of state who, you know, haven't really lived in the woods or whatever. It was good. So is this the off season now for you guys? Like, what do you do over the winter? 
Drink. Yeah, we just so on uh, last Thursday we graduated thirty five, yeah. thirty five core members, and awesome. then uh, and then just yesterday we graduated I don't know fourteen crew leaders. So um, so yeah, now's now's the downtime uh, for the next two and a half months. We'll be just recruiting the next round of crew leaders. Shout out mtcore.org. dot org, okay. uh, and. Um, <laughs> So looking for the next the next batch of uh, you know land stewards and um, setting up projects you know refining partnerships. I go back and you know talk to the Forest Service, Park Service, state you know state parks and stuff and see you know what are the things they'd like to see different or better. You know um, how can we improve our relationships and um, just try to just trying to polish what we got going on and and get ready for another round. Will you be growing out your facial hair over the winter? I, you know, I can't grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> same, same here. That's a, that's a, that's a, that really yeah. hits to the hits to the heart right there. Um, so you're not Montana I, strong then. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're saying. No, not. I, okay. You know, I'm not. I can't. I mean, but th- but that you're originally nope, from uh, Colorado, isn't that correct? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Where did yeah, you? I was actually wearing my. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, my, I grew up in the Springs. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. Have you heard about the Mad Pooper in the Colorado oh, Springs? Mad oh, I'm just curious. Neighborhood, I think. Oh, really? What? You know about the Mad Pooper? <gasps> Maybe hey. she's pooped on your parents' North lawn. End. Yeah, I grew up in the North End, uh, oh, nice. down by yeah. kind of by Monument Valley Park and right, uh, right. Colorado College. Yeah, cool. That's cool, Cliff. I just want to let you know, I too have lived in the Col- in Colorado Springs, and I think it's a great place to live. I really do. Hmm. Thank you. All right, let me see if I can yeah. wrap this up. Yeah, let's get back to uh, Montana <laughs> right, Cl- Strong. Cliff, are we going to wrap? We, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we can do started. some wrapping. We've been talking for 30 minutes, man. I, I, unfortunately, we are going to have to table the Rick Bass conversation no. for some other Rick Ass? Dude, Rick Ass? Get off my lawn! I, we're going to have next month. No, man, for all, next okay. month. What, would cool. you, we'll, let's see how it shakes out. That is yes. weird that the comments... We're no longer. I mean, it's, you it's noticed hard that. To access that. Oh, they went away now too. Yeah, they deleted. Dude, I read them the last night. Why did they delete them? The comments were so educated and well written. Right, that's right, that's we're, a we're shame. We're Let's save this conversation okay. for next month. Gosh, and we're gonna have to go to the way back machine oh. to re- resurrect those comments. We'll get P Mags on. Yeah, we'll get Pig Mags on the issue. The, internet, right. the internet doesn't lose anything. That's, that's right. right. We uh, it's Cliff Kip. He's the Northern. Rockies Regional Director for Montana Conservation Corps. Cliff, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight and telling us about the great summer you guys had. Hopefully we can get you back on the show next month. I look forward to it. For all you listeners out there, you you know, actually, I should say this. There was one participant who, after about three weeks, uh, she stopped by my office and uh, she's like, hey, man, do you ever listen to the trail show? And I was like, (laughs) what? How did did you... And she joined. She part of one of the reasons why she joined. She had heard that, no, and, uh, heard our episode and heard about MCC. So it actually works. Nice. Um, and so wow. with that in mind, I'd like to invite invite all your listeners who are interested in getting their hands dirty, interested in doing a good turn for our public lands, interested in a crew experience, living outdoors, getting rugged. Uh, you know, to look up a conservation corps in your neighborhood and uh, get active, get after it. And, and it's BYOM. Bring your own mustache. That's right. This man, is, this man is MCC yeah. strong. That's right. All right, Cliff, we're going to let you skedaddle, man. <laughs> the, the website, by the way, it's mtcorps.org. Thanks, y'all, for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, yeah, Cliff, man. have a good one. Thanks, man. Good night. All right, bye. Bye.
There he goes, oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Cliff Kip. He needs to come. To, he needs to be in studio at some point. Next, time, like, next hey, time he's visiting his family, we big, should yes. get him on the show. When we do the Bigfoot Hotel show, he's there. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Squatch. But yeah. the next time he goes home yeah, to visit his point. family for, for for a holiday or something. We'll get him in studio. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we got the entire rest of the show to do. Sweet. So much more. Shira, and I never listen to the trail show, especially not in a wet sleeping bag, shivering uncontrollably in a rainstorm. Man, that's a that was that's a rough a downer, man. Oof. Well, I followed <laughs> up with her about God, that. That made me feel cold. Apparently, she recorded the audio in her tent in a rainstorm. Sl- in a rainstorm oh, with a wet sleeping bag, and I don't think she slept much at all that night. That's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's a rough a spot rough. to be in. Let's check in with the beer, Dilo. What, what's, uh, we've been cracking some new cans. I got the Santan Sunspot <laughs> Gold Golden Ale here, 5.1% ABV. It says, a golden ale fit for any day, anywhere. Kick back and drink the perfect balance of two-row American barley and Northwestern hops. That Hefe was good, too. I had some of that. That the was Hefe, really good. We both had the Hefe. That was, yeah, I think was there's a can on the floor if you want to read the can, P.O.D. I and don't. I know you I do. have to get up. You I'm got cold. the Galactic IPA, right? Allow me to read the can. Please. I have the Santan Brewing Company Moon Juice Galactic IPA India Pale Ale. I think I already read that can. Yeah, it, you did. Didn't you? It yeah. was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm on to the... Santan Mr. Pineapple, which is a stylish wheat with a tropical personality infused with fresh pineapple juice from fair trade Costa Rican farms, and it takes traditional wheat beer and adds some seriously cool character. It's from the Southwestern Style Ales. Chandler. Oh, my God. Jesus. Wake up, people. Jesus Maria Jose. Way too loud. Okay. Chingar. <laughs> hey, hey. Boy, hey, man, it's, it's Spanish. We're not a Spanish producer. Okay, very good. You don't have to yeah, we can out. say chingal as much yeah. as we want. They Let's don't. talk about no. trips. Trips. I'll talk about mine. Where'd you go? They're, they're real short. Where'd you go? I've, I've been on a few trips. I've been Beauty, on where'd you go? Two trips. Uh, one with Twinkle and one by myself. Two trips and, and a microphone. Both of them had to turn around. What do you mean? We went to the Buffalo Peaks and. <laughs> with Twinkle? Yeah, it was so. Did you, did you try and go up the Buffalo Peaks themselves? Yeah, the ones that are southwest of Fair Play. Yeah. So we went up there and we were on the ridge, probably like 700 feet below the summit. I had five layers on. And Come it was on. On my torso and <laughs> several layers on my, on my lower half of my body, including leg warmers from Mont Bell. And it was so cold. Like the wind was insane. And we still had to go up 700 feet just to get to the first peak. And then you have to do the traverse. And we <laughs> were headed up. And I was just, I was pretty cold. 
and I thought to myself, when we get to the ridge, we're going to have to pull our hands out of our pockets. And I mean, at least to stabilize. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Bam, ah! <laughs> I was Bam, like, ah! all right, Bam! I can do this. No big deal. Whatever. Just yeah. deal with it. Deal with it. You were a twinkle. Yeah. I was like, deal with it. And then we got, we started going up and we were on the ridge and we started going up past this little knob and it was just like crazy <sighs> gusts and the clouds were falling down on the ridge, you know? And it was gray. And, and Twinkle grim. turns around and he was like, should we keep going? I feel like we're not going to be able to see anything. And I was just, I didn't want to be, you know, the one to say, no, let's turn around. I was like, I don't, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Ah. And so he was like, you know, those guys have done a ton of stuff, the yeah. two guys that I was with. And um, so we decided to turn around and it was a good decision. I mean, it was, it was so crazy windy and when cold. When was this? I don't know, a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. And then I also went up to the Sangres. Um, I was just going to do kind of a loop hike on the uh, Phantom Terrace. Mm. And I got halfway through my hike uh-huh. and there was a snow plug just on the, t- like right where the, In where the, the trees. Fa- no, up, oh. uh, up on the terrace where, oh, okay. if, where the terrace is like blown out of the side of the rock. Yeah. And there was this bulletproof snow and it was an area where if you slip on that snow. And you're by yourself and it's, there's nobody else around. Well, right? and if you, if you slip on that snow, you're going to fall like 400 feet down below the trail yeah. on the other side. So What? 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 So, I turned around on both both hikes. Have you been on the Phantom Terrace disco? It it's no. really cool, but I've, I've I'm going to go. Of it. I'm going to go back. I've been to year. both. I've been on both of these hikes that you talked about, but it's been in the summer. Yeah, not like in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking for something to do. Yeah, no snow plugs when you went. No summertime yeah. flowers bugs. What about you, Dilo? Where did you go? Uh, let's see. Uh, myself and my children and my wife went to the zoo a couple weekends ago. And oh, good animal! Yeah. The Denver Zoo. We went to the Denver Zoo, and I just want to say to our listeners that I have I have a bit of a problem with the Denver Zoo. Uh oh! And my problem okay. has nothing to do with animals or animals in captivity or any of the, any of those things. I don't really want to go into that here. My problem with the Denver Zoo is that they have a lot of stands that sell beer, and it's good beer. They have all sorts of good beer. They got New Belgian beer, Oscar Blues beer, all these Colorado craft beers. At the zoo. At the zoo, on tap. But they're one. wicked expensive. Yeah, whatever, man. You're at the zoo. You oh. can buy a $7 beer. It's not the end of the world, right? You're you're already ponying up like $40, $50 to walk in the place. You know, right. What's another $7, right? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you don't go to the zoo to save money, basically, right? Okay. So, okay. but the problem is, is like when you go to the zoo with kids, you see, you go to the zoo at like you know ten thirty in the morning, uh, and you're like, hmm, all these, I see all these uh, other adults drinking these good beers, but hmm. man, I don't like to drink beer at eleven thirty in the morning. Like, yeah. It's a little early. It just brings me down, man. I just yeah. like, I'm just like. Ugh. And There's a gotta, lot of day left. At yeah, that point. and I just yeah. got to drive like you know a half hour yeah. home with all these people in the car that are like depending on me not to crash the car and stuff like that. And it's like probably didn't get that much sleep because I was probably up drinking by myself reading books the night before <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, so it's like you know I, You're I painting I like a wonderful picture. I like the zoo and I want to go to the zoo, but and I'd like to drink beer at the zoo, but it's hard for a parent to drink beer at the zoo. Well, maybe you need to go morning. back to the zoo with your wife as a date, and they have to. I would and never just get. Trashed, dude. There's no just way. get trashed. And you guys can take there's, an Uber home. I would never ever go to the zoo in the with my wife for a date. Well, I, just, I don't know. Maybe you should just try. a suggestion. I'm it's brainstorming. It's I guess. I guess yeah. when maybe when my children are a little bit older, I could go there afternoon. 
you know, maybe in the afternoon, like at four in the afternoon, mm-hmm. the animals are still alive and, you know, <laughs> doing their thing at four in the afternoon. Alive. Just like they are at 1030 in the morning, you know? So anyways, that was my trip. All right. Wow, man. I, I don't really want to go to the Denver Zoo after that. Oh, I, I wouldn't go. I don't like Zeus. I don't think We're not going. I know you wanted to go there tomorrow. We're yeah, not I going. Yeah, I really want to spend I'm 50 out. bucks I'm to out. get in. No, no, well, it's it's probably more like 30 for two adults. But anyways, there's no, absolutely you. no reason to go to a zoo unless you have children. Straight up. No reason. Nobody at the zoo doesn't have children. Hmm. Yeah, there's no like couples on dates at the zoo, and well, if there maybe are, you could start a trend. Yeah, if there are couples it, of dates at the zoo, they're kind of weird. Well, yeah, if the so, shoe fits, yeah. well, disco. Yeah. Do you have some trips? I'm gonna call a spade trip? a spade. Hey man, if we're gonna throw out the quotes. No racial epitaphs here on the trail show, please. I don't know what that comment was, but you know, anyway. typical for Dilo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it, was that it though? Is that that's all? it? Please okay. move on. I can't okay. really think of anything else. Since the last trail show, I finished the last 200 miles of the Arizona Trail. I did 42 miles through Buckskin Gulch and Pariah Canyon. I bagged the highest peak in Arizona, and I set an FKT in South Carolina. Oh, that's right. This is the sound <laughs> of the mic dropping. I had a hell of a yeah, late October. I, I just I, I just got this run of hiking mm, and adventuring yeah, going. Great. That, was, that was incredible. Uh-huh. And it, none of it was really ah, okay. meant to happen, yeah. P.O.D. What? No. Why, why took, was it not meant to I happen? I took Disco well, on a backpacking trip, two-day trip, before he left for Arizona, and he was, like, mad at me the whole time. Because <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> oh, it's just, like, the very the Columbus Day? This was, yeah, the two days before the Columbus Day. Where was that, where was that backpacking trip? On the CDT, on Collegiate West. So It we was were, great. We did like fifty five hundred hey, feet of elevation. We're not. Gain. We're not talking. That's not part of I'm my just trip saying. report. <laughs> we're not talking about real that. crabby at me. We're talking about two hundred miles of the AZT, forty two miles in Pariah Canyon, Mount Humphreys, and an. FAT. So now, you, now you are an AZT through hiker. You've completed That's all. Right. I have okay. completed the Arizona dude. Trail. Thank you Yay. can add that to your resume. Thank you. When you when you next sign a trail register, That's you right. can write yeah, disco, AZT, yep. PCT, PCT, X two, CDT, ADT. I, I'm not one of those people. I don't uh, put. Well, my I resume. don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, you got to do that, dude. That's like part of the you know, Paul Magnanti. <laughs> Paul Magnanti does that. That's his thing, man. He likes. How to, dare you? He likes to have a you know, Paul. I had a great night at this shelter, Paul. And then it'll be like CDT, ADT, CDT. No, P Max doesn't do that type of R I T. Yeah, he's he's got it all, man. He's got it all. So I blame it all on Skittles. I blame it all on Skittles. I I had no plans to go finish the Arizona Trail this year. I'd hiked 600 miles in March. I was going to go back next year, maybe in the fall, and, and finish it, maybe. And then Skittles said, hey, man, I got two weeks in late October. You want to go wander around Arizona? And I was like, well, I got 200 miles of the Arizona Trail left to do, starting from Flagstaff, headed north. And he was like, boom, bam, let's go. So we did it. Took us like, uh, I, I don't even know, like is this, is 10 days. Hair, is his hair still looking still good? Still the same, man. Gosh, man. The nature boy, Ric Flair. If I had hair like that, oh, to die for. It's kind of like it's dog like, the it's bounty like hunter. corn silk. Yeah, it is. Have you ever touched it? I don't know. Ah, oh, I want to touch it. Maybe. Never been in the Grand Canyon before. My first trip in and out of the Grand Canyon. I just want to run my fingers. I just want to run my fingers through his hair. Is this making anyone uncomfortable other than me? No. Why would that make us uncomfortable? (laughs) 
What are you suggesting? <laughs> yeah, I don't it's not know. okay Dealer, for you to man. touch another man's hair. I got. I just want to run my fingers through his hair. I don't know why. I think he'd be I okay. I give with you that. his phone number. Yeah. Where does he live? Alaska. He's no. in Minnesota right now. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. In Washington is where he's. I could probably drive up there this weekend yeah, and back. Could, I could, could be it. back on Monday. So, <laughs> did you? How many days did you? Did you just hike through the Grand Canyon just like one day? Uh, we took a day and a half to go through. Okay. Did we, you need a permit? Yes, because we stayed overnight in the park. And as an Arizona trail through hiker, section hiker, or whatever, the permit was pretty easy to get. And it's mainly because late October is in a busy time for the canyon. Yeah, for sure. And there was campsites open. <laughs> and when Disco did Humphreys, he ran into a couple from the Denver Boulder area that had come on a trail maintenance day with us. Yeah, right? that was random. Interesting. I was on top of Mount Humphreys and randomly ran into our friend Andrea, hmm. who was also up there. The hike through Buckskin Gulch and Pariah Canyon was incredible. And yeah, basically that, go there. that hike starts... And that requires a permit too, right? It does. And that was all Skittles, man. He, he got the permit online, but you actually have to show up in person to get the wag bags... Uh, which will come in on a trail tip a little bit later in the show, to get the wag bags and, like, you know, the blessing of the BLM to go forth into Buckskin Gulch and Pariah Canyon. So, like, with 50 miles of the Arizona Trail left to go, he hitched into Kanab, went to the BLM office, got the wag bags, and actually bought enough food to resupply me. I kept hiking. He hitched around to where the AZT finishes at the Utah border. Met me there, like, I was actually 10 minutes early, too. I was like, I'll be there at 8 o'clock on this morning. He was like, all right, man. And I showed up at 7.50. Bam! And then I spent, like, 30 minutes. I repacked my bag from the Arizona Trails Inn. You walk, like, a mile and a half north on House Rock Road to the Wire Pass Trailhead. Boom, right there you go into Buckskin Gulch. And that's wow. where our are 42 miles of wire pass to Lee's Ferry through Buckskin Gulch and Pry Canyon started. It's incredible. I'll throw some pictures up online. Slot, you got 11 miles of Slot Canyon, and then it feeds into Pry Canyon, which is a bit more open, but it has rock walls going up over 1,000 feet. It was incredible, and all the cottonwoods in Pry Canyon were yellow. Um, it, it was cool. What wasn't cool was hitching from... Lee's Ferry, 130 miles back to Flagstaff. <laughs> 112 of those miles were in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> and that had me asking myself like lots of questions about life choices I've made. <laughs> like, why am I 41 years old in the back of a pickup truck doing 85 miles per hour? Like, what am I doing? Why? If, How did this, I end if up? If this truck hits the slightest bump, oh, I might just done. go flying out. We're done. We're done, dude. <laughs> I must go flying out of it. But luckily, the guy was a great driver. He dropped us off at the Lumberyard Brewing Company in Flag, and that was the end of our... Sweet, dude. You awesome. got dropped off at the brewing company? Yeah, yeah he, he did. He dropped us yeah. right off in the parking lot. <laughs> Big fat meal. And well, since you mentioned the wag bag, maybe you should do the chill tip. Uh, Three, I wasn't two, really prepared. But. One. Don't wake up my children. All right. This is going to be short and sweet. Do it. So the Buckskin Gulch Pariah Canyon hike, you are required to take wag bags in. For those who don't know what a wag bag is, it is a bag that is made to handle human feces. Okay? Feces. 
And I I have to admit, in all, in my twenty plus years of long distance hiking, I've never used a wag bag. So no this wag was bags. this was new. Skittles had to use his first, so I was actually able to ask questions after he used his. Did you watch him use his? I did <laughs> that not. Would have been so I, did not. I mean, some no. some of these things in life you want to no. watch somebody else do before you do it. Yeah, you know? no. maybe watch some YouTube videos. No. So the ones they gave us were like, they looked like oh a, they were the size of a, <laughs> a gallon size Ziploc bag, but they yeah. were oh. mylar. Uh-huh. And Ooh. when you open up the zip top, there's actually like almost like a trash bag inside the mylar yes. bag. And the trash bag folds out over the top of the mylar bag. In case there's any splatter. Yeah. And so there's also like this kitty litter stuff yeah. in the bottom of it that had fragrance. It mm-hmm. smelled Ooh, like lovely. dandelions and whatnot. And uh, so I ruined all those that fragrance with what I put in the bag. But anyway, my trail tip is this. As a thru-hiker, when you're going to sleep, you don't have a whole lot of pillow and, and, and things. People normally put, like, clothes in a stuff sack and put that under their head as a pillow. My best and only recommendation is whatever you do, if you've got a used wag bag that's full of human feces, do not ever even consider using that as your pillow. All right, next segment. Poop in the air. Uh, we could choose one of the above segments. What about the audio clip from uh, Homework? Uh, audio clip. Yeah, let's do that. Media so, review, mailbag, ask a hicker, gear reviews, bureau de month, or the round table. Let's do the audio <laughs> clip from Homework. We right. ha- now, folks, may re- we haven't had yeah. any audio from homework in like a long time. over a year, maybe even close to two I- years. I'm glad to know that homework is still alive. He's out there. He's, he's getting out the there. Dun- he's actually in the Grand Canyon right now on a 30-day trip. Yeah. Well, and he just did a hike that I want to do or that I've been thinking about, which is the Grand Enchantment Trail in the fall from Albuquerque to Phoenix. It's basically the reverse of the spring hike Skittles and I did in 2014, which was Phoenix to Albuquerque in March and April. The thing about going fall westbound is that you get all the aspens yeah. in New Mexico. The temperatures aren't as His extreme. His pictures in Arizona. were incredible. Oh, and this is that's the way Hearsay did it. Yeah. it. It was Hearsay's pictures that got me on the GET in the first place. Yeah. So anyway, homework just got to the finish. Congratulations. Let's hear it from homework now. Hey, trail show. This is homework here and top shelf, and we are reporting live. Not from the G.E.T. We just finished yesterday. We are walking away from the first water trailhead. We completed the 770-mile trek of the Grand Enchantment Trail, spanning from Albuquerque to Phoenix. Very excited about that. We're on our way into town to eat some greasy diner food. And vegetables and classy food that's not Pop Ramen. (laughs) (laughs) And we thought we'd just give you guys a little update from the trail since it's been a while since... You all have hiked it and uh, talked about it on the podcast. So Top Shelf remarked something uh, that stuck with me. I think it was a really good explanation of the trail this morning. She said that the G.E.T. is what people think through hiking is going to be like. Hmm. You want to explain that a little bit more? I feel like the Grand Enchantment Trail encompasses a lot of route finding and some bushwhacking, you get a chance to strengthen your navigational skills. Uh, There's a lot of searching, or not searching for, but finding the water sources that Blister Free has already found for you. 
uh, you know, but a lot of like off trail finding of it and things. And I feel like that's what through hiking is built out to be before you've ever done a long trail. When in reality, you're just kind of like, you know, a lot of the routes already been established normally, even more so than the GET. So you're just kind of autopiloting along. Yeah, just following gut hook. I think the length of this trail is perfect. Um, it's like something you can do in a spring or a fall. So for those of you who have to work in the summer, it's a nice little shoulder season hike. I really feel like we're cheating winter right now. It's How like, long did it take us? It's, it's November 4th right now, and it still feels like summer out here in Arizona, which is pretty like cool. It was like 92 yesterday. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. So it's going to be weird going back to the Pacific Northwest for us. So it took us... 51 days exactly to hike it not including zeros or whatever uh there those of you who can't do math like us that's seven weeks and two days whoa <laughs> mind is blown there's us two i think we're the first fall westbounders to finish there's five people behind us and there was one person ahead of us who attempted so not a lot of people out here which also makes it kind of fun and I think it's also really special, too, that you get to interact with the person who created this trail. Uh, Brett Tucker or Blister Free, he's active on Facebook, and whenever we had questions or wanted to complain about the trail, <laughs> we could just message him, which was pretty cool. All right, here's a quick rundown of the biodiversity. I'm going to touch on plants, and Top Shelf is going to talk about animals. Ready, set, go. Ocotillo, Coyotes, choya, kangaroo rats, pincushion, wolves, cat claw, <laughs> locust, <laughs> saguaro, white tail, creosote. Okay. Uh, oh, didn't even get into the conifers. Like, so many things. <laughs> Pinion pines, junipers, little black beetles that stick their butt Ponderosa in the pine, maybe Jeffrey pine, I don't know. I hear some. There's some cars. Elk, fox, black bear. Uh, oh, Palo Verde. So another really special thing about this trail, I think, was just how, you know, in the morning you'll be up in the mountains and it's, you know, super cold. You have your puffy on and that same day you're like down in kind of like the desert floor and totally different plants and animals hanging around. So you definitely get kind of like a wide range of what you get to see. One of my favorite things is dropping really quickly or rising quickly through eco zones. Oh, yeah. Eco zones. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as towns go, they are a little bit desperate, not nearly as cool yeah. as Top Shelf yep. said towns uh-huh. are on the AZT or for me uh, or us, the PCT or CDT. They don't really know what you are, who you are, what you're doing there, why you smell so bad. I so think, I think generally, though, when you explain to them what they're doing, that people, what you're doing, people are quite welcoming and warm. You know, they're just like, kind of more curious and questioning at first because it's not like the PCT where they see you and immediately know you're a through hiker. Yeah, they're a little more cautious. The food's definitely not very good in New Mexico. Arizona's a little bit better, but we're definitely very excited to get back to the Pacific Northwest. They How could you say vegetables. that? Just where the trail, that trail goes. The towns are so pretty bad. The other funny thing that happened is, uh, especially in the New Mexico part of the trail, you're kind of traveling through ranch lands and then going up over mountains and then going back into ranch lands. And this thing started happening where we started playing a game, a game of telephone with the ranchers. So one day we're hiking along, it's raining, and this truck pulls up to us. And we're kind of like, oh boy, like hopefully 
we're not trespassing. And the truck's like, oh, what are you all doing out here? And we're like, oh, we're hiking the Grand Enchantment Trail. He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to go up over those mountains and down the other side. And we were like, yep, yep, that's going to happen. And, you know, he's talking about how he has ranched the land for over 100 years. So fast forward a couple days later, we go up over those mountains he was talking about, the down to the other side, the Magdalenas. Yeah. We, uh, you know, go out to the street or the graded dirt road. And, uh, sorry, it's like a zoo out here. All the day hikers are coming. So we go out to the Great Dirt Road <laughs> yeah, and we right. throw a ride with these ranchers. And we tell them where we came from. from and they're Dusty. like, <laughs> and they're like, and we're like, oh yeah, we, we talked to this guy named Wilson. You know, we didn't know if it was his first Wilson. or last name. We just introduced themselves as Wilson. And they're like, oh yeah, the Wilson family. They've been there for like hundred years. And. We're the Hendersons. We've been here for a hundred years, and we're like, "Well, this is great. Do you have any messages to pass along to the next ranchers we see, <laughs> or is there some sort of secret word we can say <laughs> so you adopt us for a night and feed us?" <laughs> anyway, so those are just some clips from the trail. Any lasting words or things to say about the GET top shelf? It just may be my new favorite trail. Wow, those are big words. <laughs> Especially for somebody who's don't tell the PCT hike so much. Yeah, the GETA really needs to get out here and do some maintenance on this trail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scratchy. All right, everybody. Hope you're doing great and uh, cheers. Oh, that was homework, man. Sounds like they had a good time. Sounds like they were walking the whole man, time. Man, they, they had a, they had a good pace going. They had an excellent pace yeah. going. And GETA, please get out there and do yeah. some trail maintenance. It was nice to hear Gosh. from homework again. I haven't heard from them I in know, a while. I know. I missed those clips you used yeah. to send. They in. were hilarious. Homework, send us something from the Grand Canyon. We hear you're out there right but now. But we want some good stories, like the 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 one with the, the pot and eating the snack. And she looked at us with her bitch face. Face. With disgust. With disgust. That guy was out of his mind. Yep. That was Homework's friend. I forget his name. Yep. Cool. Very good. Thank t- you, Homework. Let's go to break. When we come back, we got to wrap up the rest of the show. Yikes. We've got a, a really cool media review we think you're going to be into. We've got a ton of Ask a Hiker questions. we yep. got tent steak reviews. we got mailbag. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Mike DiLorenzo's in the room. Rabbit Hole reporting from Maine, and I never listen to the trail show. Thank you, Rabbit Hole. That's an AT hiker, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, keep those promos coming. You can send them to me at disco at the trail show.com. You send them, I'll play them. All right, we got a little mailbag. Beauty, we get any letters this month? Wow, we did. That was a heck of a note. Dear Disco, in show number 57, the SDTCT Part B. Hey, Cliff Kipp was on that the show. The San Diego Transcontinental Trail or something? County. County. You what read a message it? from Barosif who talked about some of the challenges he had faced finding information for overseas hikes. You went on to say that whenever you had hiked outside God's own country, you had been disappointed by what you had seen. 
With so many fantastic trails in your country, I can sort of understand this sentiment. But have you ever looked at Scotland? Or more specifically, the Cape Wrath Trail? No. Despite its name, this is a route, not a trail. It features scenery that will make you weep. And depending on the time of year, heat, sun, rail, ha- rain, hail, or snow. You might even luck out and get them all on the same day. What? The Cape Wrath Trail usually features challenging weather or, quote, bracing weather, unquote, as we like to say over there. This can result in challenging river crossings. And what's more, if you hike the route in the summer, the midges will drive you insane. It's truly a trail that makes you laugh and cry. I I see a lot of things that would make me cry, but I'm not sure which part will make me laugh. But anyway, most definitely better than cats. What's not to enjoy? All the best. Tricky. P.S. Thanks as ever for the trail show, a podcast which is like a fine Scottish malt without equal fact. Thank you, Tricky. No, I do not know anything about the Cape Wrath Trail. Perhaps we'll have to feature that as Trail of the Month. And maybe we could even Skype in Tricky, who is most likely going to be waking up at this hour of the day (laughs) when we start the show. He might live in the States, though. Because he mentioned something about over there. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we also got Michelle from Facebook. Yes, yes, yes! I don't know how I missed y'all on my first two thru-hikes, but I'm glad I found you now. I'm about to finish my Source to Sea paddle of the Mississippi with Warrior Expeditions. Source to Sea. Warrior. And I'm currently binge listening to your episodes in an attempt to finish before going home. Don't need my six-year-old asking me what Trail Tale is. She puts in parentheses. What? I love my hiking outdoor podcast, but y'all are the first I can listen to nonstop without zoning out. And you make me feel better about the extreme effort we make to find craft beer in each state we go through. Even my father told me he thinks I'm doing more drinking than paddling. Is that such a bad thing? Nope. Anywho, keep up the awesome work. Michelle from Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we we had talked about the Warrior Hike program on a previous yeah. show. We uh, interviewed... Uh, we had Sean, Sean Godin. Gobin. Gobin, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's not Godin. Yeah. Gobin. That's cool. Michelle, it's awesome. We'd love to hear how your paddle uh, yes. turns out. I have cool. noticed that Warrior Hikes is blowing up. Oh, yeah. It's big. They're, awesome. they're doing all kinds. I mean... It's huge. She's, huge. It's not just hikes. Multiple, yeah. multiple things going on every year. Yeah. Every summer season. Very they should, cool. They should reach out to the MCC. Maybe. Mm. Or maybe MCC should reach out to them. Cliffy. M double C. Yep. Okay, we've got uh, Deer Trail Show. While hiking on the PCT and listening to all the back episodes and hiking, I heard mention of a taco trail in Bend. This sounds like the best possible way to spend a zero, but I can't find any information about it online. Any chance you know where we could learn more? Thanks. Honey buns and knock on wood. Oh. But the taco trail wasn't that. Doesn't that have to do with food trucks? Dilo, what? What are you? Why are you snickering over there? What's the problem? There's no problem. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Me neither, really. I don't know why he would say such a thing. <laughs> We've lost him. This goes on another uh, so, plane. Wait, so how long have you been growing that mustache? Uh, he's, he's, tra- he's trying to get Montana strong. <laughs> I'm trying to get Montana <laughs> I, strong. May, may I recommend you lose the goatee part of the mustache <laughs> and just keep, just the, mustache. keep the mustache? <laughs> yeah. she, I would be fired from the marriage. If well, I did definitely, that. if that happens, I'm turning the heat all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be Montana strong, though, if I did that. It would, especially if it got bushy. Clay did that. He had a porn star stash for, like, 
when he first did it, I thought it was a joke, but then he kept it for months, and I was like, oh, he, he's actually doing this. So did we answer the question about the, the qu- taco truck? The answer is it's food trucks. That's that's all we know. <laughs> so well, it's in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. And uh, maybe they should contact... Uh, She-Ra? She-Ra? Does She-Ra live there? Yeah. Yeah, she knows So about. many hikers live in Bend. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure there's a Facebook page for Bend. Item number four. Hikers. Okay, this is... Fr- oh, so this is not actually... Let me explain this item, okay? This was not actually a letter that was sent to us. But um, you know how on Facebook things pop up, like, hey, you're a go today, blah, whatever. And this guy, uh, Mark Gourmet. 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 PCT class of 2012, posted this thing about Astro, who we dedicated a show to many years ago. And I saw it, and I was just like, you know what? I I just really liked it, and I remember that we had dedicated a show to him, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. It says... Five years ago today, I stood at the end of my PCT journey a second time with Andy Astro Lyon. Andy completed the PCT while battling cancer and sadly passed away not even a year later. Today, I want to share a very personal message with you. First, Andy was the smartest person I have ever known. He was a Fulbright scholar studying astrophysics at UC Berkeley. You see, people like Andy entrenched in academia generally do not take six months off to go hiking. They are studying to be a physicist or a doctor or maybe both. But Andy wanted to bring great meaning to the last year of his life. He didn't want to be in a hospital. So here's what you need to know today. Number one, don't put off your dreams slash goals. If life or something stands in your way, make a plan. The plan can be as fun as the dream slash goal. Number two, do whatever you can to fight cancer. In a complex world, we cannot afford to lose brilliant minds like Andy's. I think it's important to keep telling this story and honoring his memory. Live now. Love, Mark Gourmet, PCT class of 2012. Wow. And I just thought it was neat to kind of, um, you know, sometimes when when people in the periphery pass away, they kind of like, you know, you forget about people. And and we didn't know Astro, but I think... I think his story is really cool, and I think it was it was great that this guy kind of revived his memory in, in an inspiring way for other people. So I just thought it was nice. So I thought I'd add it to the mailbag. Yeah. So thanks, Astro, for inspiring us. Absolutely. And thanks for reading Gourmet's yeah. sentiment. It's true. you got to get after it. That's right. The time is now. That's right. Did we have any donors this month? Oh man, yeah. So let me just uh, preface this with: if I forgot, if I forget to read your name, please, please email me because you know I got lots of balls in the air right now. Okay, we got our our, our monthly donors. We've got Bernard Wolf, Bernie. We got Russ Not Fuss Kinder, Kinda. Craig Pisco Gully. What a guy who was recently elected to the Alda West Board. What a guy. Be seeing him tomorrow. What a guy. We got Chris Smith, Gringo. Madness. We've got Bobby Walters. The. The. La. The. La Bobby Walters. We've got Joshua Bowdown to Ja Bowden. (laughs) (laughs) I think Dilo was chanting about him earlier. Uh, (laughs) Bowdown to Ja. Diane Pinkers. Stein. Stein. David Vitti. Hey. (laughs) Justin Knowles. Quality. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Hey, get out of church and get your Lurch on. <laughs> Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Samuel Emery. <laughs> the board. <laughs> Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hey, Rudy. Hey, yo, Cascade Hiker. 
We got Jeffrey, not Sessions Caldwell. Sessions. We got Buddy Sessions, not Sessions. Sessions. <laughs> we got Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Back on the trail, back on the trail. We won't stop till we get up that Man, hill. You should have seen the live version. It was incredible. Oh, I bet oh, it was yeah. incredible. That went down at the gathering? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my it was goodness. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Just him. No, it was him and Bobcat. Bobcat oh, cool. was playing oh, the guitar, nice, and nice. then Bobcat's the other guy was playing the kazoo. Yes, wow. there was a, a metal metal oh, kazoo. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. We got some new monthly donors. Hey now, we got Stephen the Hustler Russell. Russell hustler. hustler. We got Ammon the Brute Bruce. Oh. Yes, and then we have our one-offs. It's Rain and Koozies. We've got Wayne and Ruth Norman. Big ups, Wayne. Norman. Connor Fosters. Connor Banana Fosters. Uh, <laughs> Troy, King of the Hill. Yeah. We got Sean Dead Wiley. Dead Wiley. That's his real last name. Nice. Dead Wiley. Isn't that's that amazing? Yeah, that's, that's an incredible fantastic. name. My name is Dead Wiley. We got Michael Schwartz. Schwartz. Michael and he Schwartz. said, "This is what Michael Schwartz wrote when Michael he Schwartz when he with you. when he submitted his donation. He said, Dear POD of podcasts.'" As always, I am looking forward to the next train wreck. I mean, ride. I don't know. I thought that was funny. Thank you, Michael. We got Aaron Winner, also his real last name. Is he Winer? No, no it's Winner. Winner. He is a winner. We got Brian Reed. I think Brian Reed's an NPR reporter. I feel like I recognize that name. <laughs> I'm sure it's him. Yes. Robert Keller. Thank you, Robert. Sean. Oh, is it Weedman or Weidman? Weidman. Uh, no, Weidman? it's definitely definitely Weedman. It's just <laughs> Sean the Weedman Weed Weidman. That's right. We got Joshua Bruksh. Joshua bow down to Bruksh. Bruksh. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, consonants. And Kelly Wiley Lane. Wow. This MVP. Is, hey, this is awesome. This is the biggest, this is the largest amount of donors we've ever had. This is amazing. In five years of doing this show. Let's, just, let's just say my, my children's college fund it's, is it's, so flush. No, we don't right care now. about your children's college so fund. So flush. This is a down Wait, payment t- on. Stop lying, POD. We, just let the listeners know that a lot of the trail show donators' money goes towards my family's college education. Never. That would never happen. They would like to know this. It's, it's, it's improving the future generation and making them intelligent I human beings. I don't know about that. But it Thank is. Thank you, POD, for humoring me. It is, it is not really starting the down payment of our uh, Bigfoot Hotel oh, show extravaganza. extravaganza. Conclave. Conclave that's going to happen. So yeah. we appreciate that. We, we need, we need a what? lot of money. We need a lot of money. We should get, get a get block of rooms. We should yeah. get a block of oh, rooms like great. a wedding and, yeah. and open it up to Chelsea Nation and be like, we're going to have... Dates. We could do it like in, in late June <laughs> <laughs> or uh, September of 2018. Yeah. All right. Late June or September of 2018 in the Bigfoot Hotel. <laughs> Clear your calendars, people. Clear your calendars. <laughs> we're not From sure. From late June... Which- to like <laughs> no, no, it's either going to be late June for the beginning of the southbound city T through hikers, yeah, okay. and the westbound uh, PC, PNT, PNT hikers, and and if out of order still single, we can do a win a date with out of order at the Bigfoot Hotel. Yeah, I like this. Wow, we could we or maybe could, he's not single. We could reserve know. the honeymoon suite, for or or oh, it'll be man. in the fall in the fall for the eastbound PNT hikers and the northbound There's like two of CD those. hikers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. Either yeah. way, yeah. 
Okay. I like it. There might not be that many guests. It's going to be a party. P-A-R-T-A-Y. Right. Clear your calendars, people. Could just be like Cliff Kip and uh, and us and Clay showing up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, too. And they That'd leave early. Uh, they can sure. have a mustache off. Uh, Montana strong. That's right. You could just Montana grow. versus Idaho. We'll, All right. have to, we'll have to grow a mustache. We have a real it. media review this Yes, we month, do. Oh, we're going to do it. This is, we're not skipping anything. We're not deferring. We're not deflecting. We're not neglecting. We actually had We read a book this month. We did, all three of us. It's called The Stranger in the Woods by Michael Finkel. And it's actually about a gentleman we covered on Trail News. This is back when P. Max was on the show. He P. Max, the story. late Paul Magnanti. This story would have been from like 2013. Rest in peace. Apparently there was a guy up in Maine who went off and lived in the woods for 27 20. years. Yeah. He became known as the North Pond Hermit, mm-hmm. and he basically, well, well, we'll get into it when we discuss the book. One thing I want to mention is, if you don't have time to read the book or listen to the audiobook, one of my favorite podcasts, Snap Judgment, uh, they did an episode this year where they actually interviewed Michael Finkel. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. cool. It's uh, episode 806. It's called Personal Jesus. And they, they spent 45 minutes to interview Michael Finkel, the I'm author of this book. That. And it's entirely about the North the Mont Hermit. Hermit. Yeah. So if you don't, if, if you want the Cliff Notes version, check out Snap Judgment 806. All right. We read the book. Yeah. Read the and book. POD, you read it in what, two nights? I did. It's a it's quick a, read. It's a fast It's a really fast read. Entertaining read. It's a compelling story. And, and it's, it's mostly incredible. it's mostly about how he survived and the details of his life and it's, all of that. It's a page turner. It is. But I, I will say that I think the thing one of the things that I liked most about the book was how uh, Mr. Finkel uh went beyond the story of the hermit and got yeah. into some of the science of how our 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 uh, DNA is set up to be on the hermit spectrum, like we're all on the spectrum of of what we can tolerate and what we desire for alone time. I thought that was really interesting and kind of talking about a little bit more about the science behind you know what was going on with uh, this well, particular guy. Before we get into the weeds, like the the quick story is that summarize it. Disco. Yeah, this guy grew up in Maine. Graduated high school, went on a road trip, came back to Maine, and basically drove his car, parked his car at the end of a road. Left it there. Left it there, walked into the woods, and he stayed in the woods for 27 years until he was caught stealing food from a church camp 27 years later. Which he'd been doing. And also in that 27 years, he'd only spoken to two people. No, one person. One person. The other people that saw him that he didn't speak to. He, he just, just kind of waved. waved at them. Yeah. And he wouldn't leave his camp at all during the winter because he didn't want footprints. anyone to see footprints. No, he would leave his camp in the winter and steal things, but he oh, would yes, just... Oh, yes, when there was sn- going to be when snow. When there was, right, when there was right, good right, right. snow and he could, you know, or, or maybe if it was snowing, his prints would be uh, covered over or... Yeah. If there was rocks sticking out above the snow, he would right. walk between the rocks. And he was very adept at not leaving footprints or not leaving trails through the woods so people could not track him. But he made it. He didn't need a doctor. He didn't see a dentist. He had the same pair of he glasses. Had some, he had some bad teeth, I think. He did, but he, yeah. he, he was stealing toothbrushes and toothpaste. So and he candy was, and you know yeah. sugary yeah. liquor. Oh, yeah. But he had the same pair of eyeglasses mm-hmm. that he walked into the woods with 27 years prior. Mm-hmm. I also think that, I also think the author did a good job of 
kind of talking about both sides of the story because the hermit becomes very endearing, I think, as you read the book. Yeah. And I think it was important for him to highlight how it really did affect people in a very adverse way. Um, the people you know, he was stealing from. That's right. Let's let's take a big step back and just summarize what this book is about. He just did. Did we? Because we yeah. talked. He went into the woods and he subs- We didn't talk about how he subsisted. He went okay. into the woods. He came out twenty-seven years later, but he subsisted by stealing food from yeah. people who lived nearby. Yes. Now he wasn't in the woods thirty miles from the nearest trailhead right. with no one around him. He was in the woods, maybe earshot from people that lived along a pond yeah. Yeah. and a pond in Maine is a big, it's a lake. It's a big lake Yeah, um, that he was maybe a quarter mile from. So he was not, but he was in a dense wood, quarter mile from a lake. Very the, well hidden. And the lake, very, extremely well hidden. So people couldn't get into the woods, didn't see him. And, but the, yet there was many people living along the lake. And in the summertime, he could smell their, their fires outdoors and hear them talking as they mm-hmm. sat lakeside and, and had a few beers and, and, and sat out there by their fires. So he, there was all this humanity around him, but he chose not to be a part of it. Yeah. And so the way that he subsisted was and he would go to the houses that were unoccupied. And in, in the summertime, he would sneak by. And in the wintertime, we would hop along the rocks so he didn't leave any tracks. And he would go in there, and he was very skilled at breaking into these houses and these camps. And he knew when people would, would leave and wouldn't be around. And so he would go in there, and he would take their food that they had left. You know, maybe they left a, a pack of frozen ground beef in the, in the freezer or a bunch of tater tots or these, these types of things. And he would just take them and bring them back to his camp and cook them over his fire and then bury the waste at his camp. No, he didn't have a fire. He had a propane. He had a propane. He, oh, he, yeah. so he would steal propane. And actually, he—I don't think he cooked ever. I think he only used that for for melting water. No, he cooked. He would eat meat. I think he did it in the microwave. That's what it said in the book when I because I just read it at, at the houses. Yes, that he broke into, so he'd because break he didn't want to. He yeah. didn't want to have any smells. Yeah, he didn't want to okay. have any smellies. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if he had, he had said if there was things that were frozen or things he needed to cook, he would mm-hmm. put them in the microwave at the house. And yeah, then so he would get his meat fixed at the house. He tried to only get things that were prepackaged because he was worried about someone trying to poison him or whatever. And hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, But he mostly ate crap as a result. The mm-hmm. other thing he did is he would make sure and lock the door on his way yeah. out of the cabin he had just broken into. So that it wasn't obvious that somebody had broken in there. Yeah, because he had a lot of shame about what he was doing. Yeah. And, and he, his thought was, if I can make it look like no one came here, then it won't be as disturbing for the people who live here. So he was conscious of the fact that his presence or his breaking into these camps would distress the people yes. who live there. That's correct. Yeah. yeah he still did it. You know, I, I knew from what Mags had covered on Trail News, I, I kind of knew the, the periphery of the story, but like, Michael Finkel really dives into the 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 whole like the nuts and bolts of how he made it twenty seven years by himself. But the thing that I keep coming back to that I I almost feel like maybe what's in the book isn't a hundred percent accurate or true is the day he started this twenty seven year hiatus from the world. Mm-hmm. The it says that he drove his vehicle down this dirt road, parked it left the keys in it, and walked away from the car. And this is, you know, he's like 20, early 20s, 19, somewhere in there. Like, even if he had an idea that he wanted to, like, disappear for a while, wouldn't you think you'd take the keys with you just in case? But, you know, I think that... Just in case, like, 
you might want to come back to the car. Like the fact that it says that he threw the keys away, I that's a bold thing to do for like someone who's nineteen. But 20. I also the book also talks about how he's most likely on the autism spectrum slash Aspergers. Yeah. And painting with broad strokes, there there's a lot of uh kind of emotional attachments that you know, depending on how how which side of the spectrum you are, how deep you are into that, you don't have the same types of emotional connections that other people have. And so he had decided he was going to leave. And for an average human, you'd be like, but if it doesn't work out, yikes, right? But, you know, for him, he had made this decision. And so if his world is very black and white, as, as it is oftentimes with, with people who have you know, pretty significant, high-functioning people with autism, you know, those black and white decisions, that, that that's all it is. It's just black and white. And it seems like that's, for a lot of things, it was black and white for him. I will say for the stealing, he was definitely conflicted about that. You know, he definitely had some emotional reactions to that. But the decision to leave, I think, was very black and white for him. It's a hell of a book. It's Page Turner. The Stranger in the awesome Woods. Read. Very, Michael Finkel. It, very intriguing. You I also read like, it quick. He yeah. talked about silence, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, the importance of silence and how we don't have silence. And um, it's something I think about a lot when I'm on road trips. Like sometimes I like to have the radio off, just silence, you know, just driving and didn't silence. You, didn't you force D-Lo to go on a road trip with yeah. you and you turned, there I, was no radio? Yes. It, it, and you I, freaked him out, I right? thought about this actually when I was reading the book. D-Lo and I drove from Crested Butte down to a trailhead in the Sangres. And it was my old Subaru, which just had a little crappy radio. And, you know, you get... AMFM tuner. You get five miles out of Gunnison and there's nothing. And it went to static, so I just turned it off and I kept driving. And then like five minutes later, D-Lo's like, um, so what's what's up with the radio? <laughs> and I was like... Why aren't you playing Bob Marley? What's I was like, wrong? what do you mean? He was like, it's, there's nothing on. And I was like, well, it doesn't work out here. And then he sat there for about 20, 20 seconds and he was like, so are we just going to like drive in silence <laughs> with no music? And I was like, yeah. D-Lo, do you That's remember He was like, that's really weird. Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's interesting <laughs> now because nowadays like... I, I, I will drive in silence. Yeah, I bet you I will. will. I bet you will. And uh, <laughs> and I will also not talk. And I'll also be like, I'll, I'll also be c- very cognizant of the people that, when you're with them, feel the need to talk yes. all the time. And it's like, we can stop talking. We don't have to talk the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. Like, so you just... you've made a 180 turn. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. have. Yeah, I'm I'm into silence, man. And that, part of that is having young kids. Yeah. And part of that is like, I, I feel like when I hiked the CDT many years ago. I really enjoyed the alone time and the, mm-hmm. you know, the not seeing people, yeah. <clears throat> any other people for a couple of days. That's that's a pretty novel experience, it is. really. Yeah. Today, when I was age. driving up to the Front Range and I was driving through um, before Fair Play or that area, the sun was setting. It was so so beautiful. I mean, the sky was just so beautiful. And I I had the radio on, and I actually like I made the conscious decision to turn it off because I thought. You know, I can enjoy this so much better if I don't have input going into my ear holes. Um, Your ear hole. And then sometimes when I get into this, when we actually get up here into the front range, I really like to turn the radio off because it's so busy. It's busy. Yes. You want to concentrate. Yeah. And when you're, you know, you've been out, you know, away from it. There's and a you lot come less in, traffic. And yeah. Yeah. And you come in and yeah. it's just like, oh, God. And then the music's on, too. And then you have to, like, surf because there's so many commercials. I don't know. It's kind of nice to just turn it yeah. off. 
I digress. Silence. Silence. Yeah. Check Golden. out the book, Stranger in the Woods. And if you, if you don't have time, check out Snap Judgment number 806. But you should yep. make time. It's a fast read. Fast it read. is. And it's on audiobook. It's on ebook. Like whatever, whatever format you need, they have. Check it out. All right. We're going to go right into Ask a Hiker. Let's do it. All right. So I, I got think we're four, on page 400. I got, I got four questions, but because it's late and it's a Thursday and. We're going to three questions? We're going to two. I got yes. two. Whoa! I'll save the other two. I got some two. I got two good ones Whoa! here. Okay. Take it the away. The first, the former question number two, which is now question number one. My dear D-Lo, last time I sent a question to you, Ask a Hiker, I somewhat overdid things with the unnecessarily long and convoluted excuse for an introduction. I somehow overdid things. But this time I want to do better, to be briefer and not to dilly-dally about. To it. Now that you have returned to the trail show, a more permanent footing, I have helped your president in making America great again. I wonder if you could help me out with the following dilemma. Living in the UK, this is tricky, by the way, I listen avidly to the trail show and oftenly dream about hiking to the deserts of Southern California and the cypress swamps of the Florida Trail. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. In a few years' time, I will be a retiree, and the chance of completing a long hike in the U.S. becomes a real possibility. I am considering the CT, the AZT, and the BMT, or a section hike of the PCT. But pray tell, sir, what would you recommend for a 12-week trip for a Brit? Thank you for all the trail show. Thank you all at the trail show for your sage advice and for bringing us this monthly essence of life. Beers, trails, and nonsense. What could be better? Cheers, Tricky from the UK. 12 weeks, British retiree coming to the USA. I'm going to say part of the PCT. Yeah, I mean, none of the other trails he mentioned, CT, AZT, BMT, would, those don't take 12 weeks to do. So if you actually want to spend 12 continuous weeks on one trail, you're going to have to head to the PCT. And, and if you want to have a non-Buck 30-style experience where you experience <laughs> the best of American hiking, it's got to be the PCT. Yeah. 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 And Don't, also you could manage it so that you're, you, know, you could travel through part of the northern part of the desert and then through the Sierra yeah. and, you know, yeah. or do you know, parts of Oregon and Washington. I mean... Well, it sounds like he he specifically mentioned Southern California, so I oh, just yeah. say start at the Mexican border. You might be able to knock out all of California. That's yeah, true. and you could have a you could have a, a, a truly non buck thirty style experience yeah. where you experience the <laughs> bliss, bliss the bliss of American <gasps> hiking. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. That was Question quick. number two. Question number two. Cue the music. Oh my God! Is this page long on? Oh my God! Oh, Pod's already freaking out, Delo. She's freaking oh. out. Oh my God! There's a. <laughs> this is like. Is it what? <laughs> <laughs> I better put some eye drops in. <laughs> All right, take we'll, it away. We'll get to the crux of the issue here on paragraph six. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you sure this is the question is the you want to read? Okay. okay. I don't even know what it is, but it's so good. It's so long. <laughs> this might be the longest Ask Iker question we've ever seen. And right, that is go. not a challenge to our listeners. <laughs> Although it should be. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. I am an outdoor enthusiast from beer-loving Bend, Oregon. There are so many breweries here I cannot even keep track anymore. I love the idea of creating an urban hike route. The future of hiking. 
through Bend. There are many different aspects of the geography of Bend that could highlight a great route, not to mention that there is a construction boom going on right now, so it would be not be difficult to find a place to use the bathroom if you were in a pinch, <laughs> literally or figuratively. I know. I myself am just now getting into hiking, as I have been a marathon runner since 2009 mm. and have many miles through training. I reached the pinnacle of recreational distance running by qualifying and running the Boston Marathon in 2010. Boston loves their sports. <laughs> Patriots Day. <laughs> oh no, we're losing. Oh, I got it. tens of thousands of spectators line the streets. But if you could stop snoring, I'm I doing can. my Ujjayi breathing to help me relax. Line the streets <laughs> through the last miles of the course as it winds its way past Fenway Park and into the heart of downtown, where you finally make it to the famous Boylston Street. My running career is winding down now. I have a wife and, and two children. And hopefully this letter is too. Oh no. And that I am adamant on getting into the tyking scene. Living in the... <laughs> stop! 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 Living in the Bend area, there are so many opportunities for us to get on the trail. Right now is a difficult time in life as I am going to school to get my teaching degree. Go teachers. I'm working 20 hours a week. When I drive to work or I am training run, I always listen to the trail show. As an avid beer drinker, I really enjoyed the February show with all of the beer bear bear talk. I also follow Out of Order as he continues to hike through Europe. What a guy. Well, what a guy. Here's the crux, Peter. You're listening? I'm listening. Well, I think that I have spent the correct allotment of time on this introduction before the actual Ask a Hiker question. I hope you that think? I hope that POD is thoroughly annoyed. On to my question. I am. <laughs> Tell me more about your training, please. I really want to know the detail, the ins and the outs, you know, the twists and turns. As I am in school, I am taking a social deviance class, and what? I have a final project that I have to research and write about, an aspect of social deviance. This is why I directed the question at you? Yeah, this is what the previous four paragraphs were oh leading my up God. to. I love the idea of trying to base my paper after something that I love. <laughs> Dude, would you cut out the bombs? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know who's doing that. I can't explain it. After something that I love. Hiking. Hiking. My idea is <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying to pull it together. <laughs> Come on, dude. Read read okay, the letter, on. man. Hold on. Read the fucking letter, man. I always man. feel like Dilo's going to pass out because he's a quiet laugher. that I run from ain't been born. And his mama's already dead. I ain't running from nothing. So that's your backpack, huh? Right. You've had it for right. years. Right. Please, it. Right. here we go. Hiking. <laughs> <laughs> My idea is to look into social aspects that lead to people long distance hiking. I have a couple of hypotheses I'm working through. It is difficult to find normalcy in life after a long hike, and there are struggles of deviance within oneself what, in what finding out of it. Deviance. <laughs> Talk about deviance. <laughs> Do people the follow a set of rules? That I run from. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I, I don't know who's doing that. Just... Okay, it's okay. Here we go. 
I got like two sentences just left. Imagine, <laughs> just imagine if Maggie's were here right now. <laughs> How angry he would be. <laughs> He'd want to go home. All right, I got two sentences left. Okay. Which I think will lead to the question. I think it's actually three sentences. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get to the question in one of these three sentences. Do people follow a set of rules while on a hike? Are people considered deviant who do not fit into the social norms of trail life? Anyways, I hope that these That's questions. It? <laughs> Those are the damn questions. Yeah, there was like God. it was like two. It was like one sense of questions, with like ten paragraphs above it. All right. Anyways, I hope that these questions make sense. Well, yeah, they did. And you have a few <laughs> thoughts that could help me out, even if I don't make it out on the. Even if I don't make it on the actual show, I hope that I can receive a response from one of you all on the show. Thanks, Tony White. Tony. Student, hiker, beer. Okay, just... Tony uh, the Deviant White. Let's just cut to the chase. The question is, do people follow a set of rules while on trail? And are people considered deviant who do not fit into the social norms of trail life? I would say some people follow rules and some people don't. I'd say the answer to both is yes. People make their own rules. No, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bean counters out there who want to say, well, they didn't actually hike all the trail. They shouldn't get their Triple Crown Award. But that's their rules. Right, for sure. But I think that that is a, a big part. It's a it's a part of the hiking community, I would say. People follow there's a rules. set of rules. It depends on the trail, there's though. Rule. No, but there's rules on a social trail like the PCT or the yeah. AT. It's like you roll into the shelter and you have to be quiet. You yeah. have to make room for one more person, right? Mm-hmm. You're on the PCT and you poop out of sight type of thing, you know? But or if you're on a lesser hike trail like the Grand Enchantment Trail, <laughs> I mean, like when Skittles and I hiked it, we saw no other through hikers right, for, sure. for 800 miles. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we kind of made up our... Yeah, but no, I do, but no I do think norms. that. But on the like Dilo said, on the more popular trail, there are social norms. Yep. Yeah, there's also trail gossip. Yes, you know, yeah. there's there's just like a normal. I mean, it's it's focused around kind of different things. And, but. and due to that social gossip and the trail norms, if you don't follow those, like if you're the guy, you know, I've read some things on social media recently over the past year or two where it's like, oh, yeah, this guy rolls into the shelter in Pennsylvania and he's telling us like, hey, have you guys ever smoked crack? It's really cool. It's like the, it's like the best high you can ever have. What? And everybody in the shelter who was going into town to drink beer and maybe smoking a little weed before they did that, kind of looked at this guy and said, that's not really acceptable, dude. We don't yeah. smoke crack, you know? Like, that's yeah. kind of weird, dude. We're like hikers. We're not like druggies. Like, what are you... <laughs> why are you coming... Have you ever smoked crack? It's like it's the best high. And you're... <laughs> so that's, like, not socially acceptable. That's con- considered deviant, you know? Okay. So, yeah, there's deviants out there. Yep. There's there sure deviants. is. Well, we're all kind of deviants for even going out there. Well, yeah, because we are... Even the bean we, counters. I mean, in, per the, the definition of the word deviant, we are deviating from what the expected life path is. But so. once you once you deviate, then there is a set of norms. That's that right. if you differ from those norms, then you are considered... That's true. Deviant. deviant of that society. Yeah. 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 It's okay. all about your baseline. Uh Tony it's all White. About That's right. It's base. all about the baseline. About that base. And if you want to do some bass with me, man, Tony White, come on over here, man. We'll, <laughs> we'll rock some it free up, basing. man. We'll rock it up, man. Have you ever done any free bass? It's awesome. 
All right, it's time for my tent steak review. Now, Dilo, did you go get a tent? No, nope. no, I don't, dude. So I, it's mine. We turn. did those. We I've did those got earlier. A tent steak. I got no tent steaks, man. I got the, I got the bear claws. You know? I got a good one. I got a chance. good one. This is your last chance. Okay, we're so we're gonna can this segment if you screw this up. Okay, so let's let the listeners decide if this is good or not. Okay, because you don't. are not the almighty over there. I already don't like this. I will turn the heat off if you get we, too we, snippy with we me. We have our own set of rules here in this room. That's right. We create our own deviant society. That's right. I'm going to create my own that, you will deviant be tent steaks. Just, you know, judge Sounds like a good deviant brand. yourself. Deviant tent steaks. So here's what you do. This is a situation where you're camped in a rocky area, probably above treeline. Okay. And you cannot get a tent stake into the ground. For the love of God. And you don't. Shiva. There's no sticks. There's no trees. There's no sticks. You can't. You can't fashion a stick type of anchor tent stake. Okay. So here's anchor. what you do. Here's ain't, what you do. Ain't no fashioning no anchors with no sticks. Up you take there. your one or two liter platy yeah. that you've previously punched a hole into, like Disco does with all of his, so he can hang them in a tree. That's right. Okay. You put your mini beaner through the hole, and then you attach it to the loop of your guy outline, right? Yeah. And then you pull it taut. It's filled with water, so it's heavy. You pull it taut, and then you build like heavy rock cairn around on top of your platy bag. Mm. So it's basically like a sandbag anchor that's filled with water. Why not just wrap the beaner and the guy line around another rock? Why use your... Well, that's a good question because because sometimes if the rocks are big, it's tough to do that. Rock out. You know, I actually had to, I asked this because I actually did this in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I've totally done it with other rocks. I've wrapped it around yeah. a rock. But it works some, well. But sometimes it's t- tough to find for those the guy lines that aren't very long. Sometimes it's hard to find a a rock that's suitable. So. And the nice thing about the platy is that if you if you have a hole in it, you can hook the beaner so wait, to that I, hole. And I, I want to talk about this putting a hole in your platypus business. What, what do you What do you need to know? Like where where within your platypus do you put at the a base hole? at the very base? Remember we were talking like, about free basin earlier in the in the in the, in lip? the border in yeah. the, the lip. border. Okay, yeah. not like through the part that holds the no, water. No, because then no. your platypus would leak <laughs> yes. yes yeah no at the base you put a little you put a little loot a little hole and you can even put a little piece of p-cord in there and then you can hang it if you need to p-cord yeah you know parachute cord gotcha p-mags cord yeah so i think that i think that would be a great solution i'm okay. just saying do we have an update on p-mags by the way is he he's been in utah Dilo, do you know is he finished? Has is he been he sighted? He's on the uh, he's on the let's get a lot of sleep hike. Okay. I think he. I heard that he was going to go um, winter up at the Bigfoot Hotel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, this is special. I'm coming at you today from Ohio, uh, just outside of Dayton, and I actually have the Bobby Walters hanging out. <laughs> And so we're drinking we're drinking some beer that she brought us. Uh, we got Zool hanging out. What up? Uh, we just finished up some some trail work, and uh, Bobby Walters joined us. Bobby, what's up? Not much. <laughs> Not much. Well, we're gonna go right into the hard questions. So Dilo wanted to know uh, how has your relationship with the Trail Show grown over the years? I'm the boss of the studio. 
The boss. Know. It's true. I mean, name on the wall and everything. It's in. It's in brass, so we know it's for real. Sweet. How do you listen to the trail show? Do you listen to it like all at once or in segments? Are you a, are you a through listener or a section listener? I'm a through listener usually. I mean, yeah. unless something comes up that breaks it up, but I'm a through listener. What what do you think that the trail show should be doing better or that we should just stop doing? Uh, non-acceptable answers would be the trail show because we, we're probably going to keep doing the trail show. No, yeah, keep doing the trail show. The only thing I could say is maybe more than once a month. More than once a month. I know. I'm, I'm a little greedy. That's It's a good time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was on the trail, I needed my fix more often. And yeah. like, I could dive into back episodes, but why would I if there's more than one? In a month. Yep. Okay, so there you have it. Um, from from the top, uh, we're supposed to start doing them more than once a month. I don't know if Disco can do that. I, I, I think... Well, he's going to have to work that out. He's going to have to work <laughs> that out. All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious, like, how you actually started listening to the trail show. Like, what was the what was the impetus for that? Um, what was the Google search? Because it was still it was <laughs> it still really search, new, actually. right? I mean, so you've actually been with the trail show longer than I've been with the trail show. It's crazy. I think I started listening two or three episodes. They had two or three episodes out with my job. Like, it's totally boring. So I listen to podcasts constantly. Um, and I was just looking for something that had to do with hiking and, you know, stuff that I liked and just stumbled across it and the rest and, is history. And even in those early days, you knew. I did. You knew that we were, we were going to become the, <laughs> the dominant media force in, in the hiking world. It's pretty We're, awesome. I, I'm, I'm not sure that's true. But <laughs> it's totally true in my world. Like, I'm sure everybody at your office, you're saying, like, thinks you're a nutcase when you listen to the show. So do you just, like, bust out laughing yeah. or, or is it like... They they look over when you're like letting out a good a big old get on the trail or something. I mean, what's it's usually the random laughter that tips everybody off. So, <laughs> so you drove drove three hours today to bring us beer and hang out, and I just want to say thank you for that and thank you, you for being uh, a supporter of the trail show since since forever since since before I was I was a part of it or even knew about it. That's pretty cool. Uh, I want to know one of your dream hikes. Um, I have really been really wanting to do the Buckeye Trail. I can legit walk to it from my house. What? Yeah, like, because, you know, it's a big loop of Ohio, mm-hmm. and it's, like, down the street. I could start it down the street, and I always, like, it's always my little daydream. Like, And then you just, could, like, walk home. Just go, like, yeah. walk yeah. out, and, and, and the question is, shall I turn right, or shall I turn left? Yeah, totally yeah. do, like, a Forrest Gump. All right, well, um, yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll just kind of end it there real quick. I don't want to... Uh, keep you on the microphone for too long, especially when we've got all this beer that we need to be drinking. But yeah, thanks for coming out and, uh, thank you. Have fun, everybody out there in the trail show nation. (laughs) All right. With that, this is part of the show where we end the show. Ending. Ending. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Buck 30, B3PO, Brian Tansman for Skyping in to talk about the greater Patagonian trail. GPT. GPT. Big thanks goes to Cliff Kip. Yes. From Montana Conservation Corps. Montana Strong, brah. Cliff, we want you back on the show, man. We want you in, in studio. studio. Is what we want. Next time you come to the Springs. Dilo has some Family work. holidays, man. Bring That's your crew. We're going to get together. We'll do Bring it. your crew. We'll do it on Friday night so you still have time to get church on Sunday. There big, it is, Cliff. Big, big thanks goes to all our monthly PayPal donors. You two will get thanks and praise and a fantastic hot off the press trail show koozie. 
and Blood Orange IPA stickers for a $15 or more donation at the Trail And there aren't that many left. No, it's I saw the down. box the other day. I'm debating on doing another order of those koozies, but maybe with a different background. <gasps> Ooh. I'm thinking camo. <gasps> yeah. No, I don't know. Or blaze orange. Mossy? Black. Why the, not black? The ghillie camo? It'll have stuff hanging off oh. of it? Because we yeah, have a black. Yeah, the logo's black. Yeah. Anyway, gray, gray, gray. We could do gray. Yeah. No, gray's dumb. Gray's a little, you know. Boring. We could do like. It's a little bolder. Like a glitter, like a, a disco. <gasps> Ooh, gold. yeah. Purple. Perp? We could go perp. Perp. Because then, then, then you can have the perp drag. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on Twitter at Trail Show, on the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, the Podcast Addict app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Tag us on Instagram with hashtag deviant. Hashtag beers, trails, nonsense. Hashtag less gear, more beer. Hashtag deviant. The trail show. Hashtag, hashtag deviant. Delo. Hashtag PMAGS. Hashtag trail show deviant. Yes. Another trail show is coming gone, but don't fret. <laughs> we'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. It's our Christmas show. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Buck 30, Cliff Kip, Delo. Special 41 and Absentia. I'm Disco. Ciao. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Shiva. Shiva. Oh, God. Was that naked yoga? And that's a show. I would never, ever go to the zoo in the, with my wife for a date. You see that map over there? Every single square there. That's a square mile. He's like, here in Montana, we got a bear for every single one of those squares. What are you going to do? Just for the record, this is extremely unprofessional, but okay, I'll deal <laughs> with it. AMFM Tuner. Jesus Maria Jose! We're done. We're done now. Okay.